now for the moment that you've all been waiting for. From the land of the rising sun to just north of the border, strong style meets street style right here on this podcast. Because you're listening to the Osaka Saint, the Saitama Superstar, the Mad Titan of Tokyo, the American Kaiju. But double your pleasure, double your fun, because right now you get two Hogsman for the price of one. He's the hombre with no nombre. Mi hermano from another mamo. He's the world's greatest Rudo. El numero uno. <laughs> That's right. You're listening to two of the three Hogsmen. <laughs> Big Duke, he couldn't make it tonight. Flights are still too expensive. Neither could Devin's voice for the open. What's that? Neither could your voice. Your voice couldn't make it. I was just watching your face. I was trying to pop you. I told you I was going to go quiet on the intro. And then I'm looking at you, and I'm just trying to raise the decibel level little by little. And I'm watching his eyes get bigger and bigger. And then I laughed in the middle. (laughs) If you saw how it got into the red while you were talking, (laughs) I hope people take their headphones off for that intro. Sorry. Anyway, Big Duke couldn't make it, you said? <laughs> Big Duke says he'll try and make it next week. <laughs> and it is September 22nd. It's a Tuesday night. We're back at Casa de Camden in my garage. You're listening to the American Kaiju, Devin Sparks, El Numero Uno, Mike Camden, and uh, not producer Adam. He's over there, too. Devin Sparks, what's going on, man? Oh, you know, just having a good old time. Um... Dude, so I, a couple weeks ago, I was having like some bad breathing issues, right? Yep. And I was like, oh man, I'm going to wear a mask next time we do the the uh, podcast in the garage because I don't know what the fuck's going on. Dude, this last week, I had major issues. I think it was all the smoke. Like really bad to the point where I thought I was going to go to the hospital. They've, uh, like, yeah, on the, on the news every morning, they're talking about the air quality. And, yeah. And uh, I, I, I have no... I have had no issues. Well, with you're out here quality. on the beach, so you've got the yeah, I'm good the over marine here. layer and whatnot. But I'm inland, and uh, I mean, I, I've had asthma my whole life, but really for my adult life, I haven't had too many issues. Like I have a rescue inhaler, right? But mm-hmm. that's used for like that's you, if there's an issue, if shit's going down, that's what it's for. It's not for like daily use. When you blow up in the middle of the match, when I no, when I blow up in the middle of the match, that's non asthma related. That's just being out of shape. That's and just being you, a piece of shit in the ring. That's just you powdering out and just saying, "Hold on." Yeah, it's me. Yeah, oh. I say, "Slap on a rest hold and just give me a minute." And the guys are usually like, "Dude, we had six spots planned here." And I said, "Listen, I'm you're gonna learn something right now." <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, dude, um, the inhaler. I never use those, but. This time, I mean, I was using it like every couple of hours to the point where I was getting ready to go to urgent care and urgent care was closed. And I'm like, okay, so I got to make it through the night (laughs) to maybe go to urgent care tomorrow because I ain't paying $5,000 for an emergency room visit. Yeah. So made it through the night and then it was fine the next day and it all had to do with the uh, air quality. And this all started because I took my daughter out for a fucking picnic. We went out for a picnic to a park inland deep into Poway. Uh-huh. And the air quality was shit. I knew it was shit. But I'm like, oh, we're only gonna be out for like two hours. What's the big deal? Apparently, it was a big fucking deal, man. I was, it was bad. So happy to be out of the shit right now. Yeah, man. the uh, The world is still still burning. Yeah, apparently. Uh, my dad lives in Ohio, and he's got the smoke is up there. Really? Like, if you, they have these maps that they're showing these satellite images from space, and 
you can see the trajectory of the smoke from these fires here in California and Oregon. Mm-hmm. And it's going up across the whole northern border of the U.S. into Canada, up into like past Wisconsin, into Ohio. And they're saying that it's supposed to be hitting. I don't know if it hit the Atlantic yet. I don't know if it has that kind of power, but it is. I mean, it's it's fucking crazy. It's it's real. Yeah, man. These fires, it's crazy because I grew up. So where I grew up, it's called Ramona. Um, it's on, in San Diego County. And, uh, you know, you, I grew up with fires, basically. Like, right. You were just like, oh, yeah, it happens, you know? But, I, I mean, lately these fires seem just to be out of control, out of control, you know, where it's just like they burn for weeks at a time. It's insane. Well, the big one, I think it was in California, they were saying was because of a gender reveal part. Yeah. A firework yeah. or some shit that went off and caught. Yeah. I mean, that's... Jesus Christ, guys. I mean, it, it, have Dom Mysterio come and do a 619 in the middle of your gender reveal. Don't shoot off a firework. and That's the crazy thing. Like, I'm down. I'm fine with gender reveals, right? Right. Uh, I've never had a kid. Actually, Mike, did you want to do one right now? <laughs> For what? On the podcast. Gender reveal on the podcast? For what? For you? I'm not having a kid. Okay. Well, no, I don't think my wife. Adam? No, nope. okay. No, I don't think my wife and I are gonna have kids. All right. Um, See that, but I'm saying you could do something like that. I'll announce it on a podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. You don't have to. Um, actually, shoot a my, firework. My and... older brother just had a baby. Uh, Wait, what is it? Weekend. What is it? Boy yeah. or girl? Yeah, little girl. So you do have a gender reveal. Thank you. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but I'm 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 fine. I'm down with gender reveals. Like, if you want to do it, that's fine. But let's keep the goddamn pyrotechnics <sighs> and the flammability. Is that a word? Flammability. Yeah, that sounds fine to me. Yeah, it sounds fine to me. Let's keep that out of the equation. You know, if you want to uh, take a loaded baseball with the color. That's cool. And have Albert Pujols, 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 Pujols. Uh, hit it, that's great. You know, it's very simple. You know, hey, Albert, can you do this for us? That's great. At this stage in his career, probably couldn't. But yeah, I yeah. understand. Uh, what Hunter and Merrill did, that's cool. There's no yeah. pyrotechnics involved in that, yeah. right? But, man, you see these these people when, when it – it becomes like, hey man, we need a pyrotechnics guy, and actually yeah. they're 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 neglecting a pyrotechnics guy. Right, that's, guy. The that's why this is happening. Uh, it's like this ain't worth it. And now, your little baby, oh that yeah, you had to reveal what gender this baby was going to be for the rest of their life, and be like, oh yeah, I I started a fire that probably, killed, <laughs> probably caused millions of dollars in damage and possibly took some lives. So, do you think they'll name? My question is this: If it's a boy, will they name the kid Kane? That's the only question I want to know. It's Kane. You have to at this point, right? That's got to be Kane. I think so. Uh, yeah, possibly, man. Was there anything like Dante? Kane? Dante. Da- oh, that's good. Was there, um, other than Kane, was there a wrestler that had just straight up fire? Because his was just fire. Was there anyone else that had fire? Not like... Uh, like like pyrotechnics fire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like... Because his was, right? Like he had the fire that would uh, the, pop uh, up when he you know came out post. down the ramp and then on the post. I every time I attended an event, uh, uh, a Raw or a SmackDown, I hated his fire. I hated yeah. Kane's entrance. I, I mean, I love the entrance. I hate the On surprise. <laughs> oh yeah, it's loud. It, I mean, it, it it rocks your ears. Like it, it, it scares the shit Big out of you. Big Show's another one. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and even if you know it's coming, it's yeah, still like, oh, God. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, man. Um, gender reveals. Let's keep the uh, the, flan- the the pyrotechnics out of it from now on, huh? I'm good with that. I remember one time uh, when I think I was in eighth grade, seventh grade, something like that. I'm hoping there wasn't any gender reveals in eighth grade. No, no. Okay. My uh, I had a friend. Her name was Abby, and her dad was a fire captain, 
and so we her house was kind of like the house to hang out at with like all of our friends so my older brother dusty and another guy named because dad was never home no he was he was home <laughs> okay. um and another guy i can't remember what his name i think it might have, might have been brian we're out on the back jumping on trampoline uh their trampoline and the dad comes running out the backyard and looks over the fence and uh, we're like, what the hell? And, and he, he jumps back down and comes running back pies. And he goes, there's a fire. There's a fire behind the house. So as kids that age, I think like, you know, seventh or eighth grade, you're like, well, fucking A, let's go see this. We open up the fence gate and there's a horse trail right behind that. And we start walking down it and you start seeing flames and you're like, oh shit, like let's get down there. And it's a lot fire, but it's pretty bad. Mm. And this lot fire is uh, there's there's res there's there's houses right there you know and and the fire department was on the other side of the uh, of the fire like on the street because like this is like touching like backyards and there's a whole bunch of the residents out there with like hoses and like shovels and all that kind of stuff and this is kind of like how like the the, <clears throat> the times were back then compared to now I don't think I don't think right. the response would be like that now but we show up and people just start handing us shovels. And we're just like, okay. And there's like barbed wire or a uh, uh, barbed wire, um, that, that you know to keep you out of the lot where it's right. burning. So like we like, I like scoop up a big you know clump of dirt and I just chuck it. And there's a little bit of wind going on, and it just goes blowing all over the people. <laughs> and they look at me like, no, stupid, get in there, Fucking idiot, man. So we uh, we hop the barbed wire and, man, at that age. It's well, it was the greatest time of my life. You know, you're in there like in the shit, like putting out like fires and stuff like that. And uh, I don't know if I don't know if like people would do that anymore. Like hand kids that age shovels. I think they would. Yeah, maybe. I, I think it's kind of like kind of depending on where you are. Community effort at that point, especially in Ramona. It was. I remember one of the funnest times ever, though. No, no, no. Nothing got destroyed. It was just a lot fired. So I mean, San Diego has this. I guess I don't know. Does LA really? I know like. Like Victorville and Hesperia and that area does too, um, but San Diego gets it every year. Anyway, uh, I must have been nineteen, twenty years old, and there were some really terrible fires where they kicked all my friends out of their houses. They're like, you gotta go, yeah. you got to go. We're shutting yeah. down the street. Get the fuck out of here. Grab your valuables. And uh, so I had a fire party in my house. <laughs> like, this is when you're dumb and young. And I was like, anyone who's you know needs a place to crash, you come crash at my house. My mom was. Uh, somewhere mm -hmm. I don't know not there and so we had probably 20 people at the house well like all the like all of San Diego is on fire uh, and we drank <laughs> till like <laughs> 6 in the morning it was brutal it was a brutal night a lot of people were heads in the toilets that night yeah but uh, I don't think fire parties are a thing anymore probably not okay uh, it depends on where you are I, I so remember the the cedar fires that happened in like 2002 2003 something like that big fires uh they happened up in ramona i happened I, so i lived by state with a bunch of my friends and we were at i was at a house party in ramona it was a halloween party so it was in hot it was, it was in october and there was like a pretty good party going on and everybody's dressed up i was dressed up like david lee roth of course well, was this an 80s party uh it was a halloween party but i was dressed okay. up like david lee roth and, these parties were the shit. Yeah. And um, you're hearing rumblings throughout the, the party like, hey, there's a 
a big fire going on. We got to go evacuate my parents. And it's like, I didn't really like, I never remember doing that when I was growing up, like as far as evacuating, like you'd see fires, but they get put out pretty quickly. And I was like, ah, oh, relax, man. It ain't that big of a deal. But people were leaving slowly trying to go uh, evacuate their, their family and all their houses and stuff. Finally, my older brother comes up to me and goes, yo, we got to, we got to go. Uh, we got to go evacuate mom and dad or we got to go, you know, to mom and dad's. And I'm like, what? Dude, we drove in. So there's kind of like two parts of Ramona. There's the town and then there's country estates. We were in town and then we drove into the country estates. It looked, I remember driving in, it looked like Mordor. Like there was oh, yeah. fire everywhere. Yeah. So we, so me and my brother, uh, you're, you kind of like jump in to like help out because, you know, we're young and stupid. So we're grabbing like garden hoses, you know, and just, and just spraying fire uh trying to help these houses out and i remember at one point there's like a a 20 foot flames in front of us and we're and we have a garden hose and it's like we might as well be pissing on these things because we ain't doing shit to this but uh that was like some like to have like that big of a flame right in front of you and the heat coming off of that and i was like wow like this is insane those are i remember that one that was a big one uh i went to i was lived in poway at the time and i remember if you, I don't know anyone listening to this who's like we have people listening in like New Zealand and shit. This is gonna make no sense whatsoever. It was a giant circle around the city of Poway. There was fires all around us, and they're like, "You need to evacuate." And we're like, "Where the fuck are we going? Where Where do you want us to go? There's yeah. a fire everywhere. Where should we go to? This is not gonna work." Um, but you mentioned earlier um, the fire chief's house. You're in their backyard on the trampoline, yeah. right? Doing the trampoline. I just want to let people know if they want to see your skills on a trampoline because you are skilled on a trampoline. Dude, I still got skills. They 38. Can, you posted recently that you could go to at Mike Camden 82 on Twitter or at Mike underscore Camden on Instagram and see these vi- – you did videos of you doing front flips and back flips and crazy shit. Your boy still got it. You still got it. Or you can follow me at Devin Sparks on Twitter, at American Kaiju on Instagram, and, of course, we have – at Adam J N P A on Twitter, he's been uh, he's been helping us out recently with our Hogsman podcast channels. We got those back. We announced that last week. Yeah. At Hogsman Pod on Twitter or Instagram, go follow us. Submit your questions, whatever you want to do. Uh, I just wanted to get that in there. Yeah, no, it's cool. It's a good segue. It's a good segue. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, these fires they're they're they're, they're nasty, man. And uh, this is the time of the year that they happen and. You just got to be prepared for it. Last week on the podcast, we, uh, again, obviously we record on Tuesday nights now. We used to record on Monday night. There's a little thing called football back, and, you know, most of shit is still shut down in San Diego, so football is a big thing for me and Adam on at least Monday nights. So we're doing it on Tuesday. I'm sorry for interrupting your, uh, you know, your regularly scheduled podcast. But unfortunately, when we do this on Tuesday night, this is when the new primetime live is going off the new mm-hmm. pay-per-view here that they're doing weekly pay-per-views they're filming in la united it's, it's on the fight app fight it's app? on the fight tv and it's on in demand okay. so most cable providers have in demand um but this is cool because it's nwa it's united we both wrestled for united up at championship wrestling from hollywood um and a lot of guys that we know are on this and last week we we're talking about um pay-per-view debuts and like yeah it might be a small you know there's no crowd uh, maybe, you know, when you thought about making your pay-per-view debut, you're like, oh, you know, WWE or New Japan or Impact, whatever it was. But, you know, uh, Primetime Live is its own own pay-per-view now. We mentioned all these people. We didn't even realize that one of our own, Jordan Cruz, was wrestling on Primetime Live. I, uh, I had no idea. Yeah, me neither. I asked him. I was like, what's, what's up with that? And I guess he didn't know until 
pretty much the last second either. But he he made his debut uh, last week, and so you know, props to Jordan for that. Um, thought it was really cool. It looks like he took the L against someone. I forget who it was, but I just thought it was Chris cool. Dickinson. Am I correct on that, Adam? Is it? I will. I will check. But that sounds right. He's a. Uh, I think he's like an East Coast cat. I mean, he looked big. He looked like a good good worker. Yeah, he's a. I think he's a GCW guy. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, but fuck, good for good for Jordan. He, I don't know. He worked Jordan. a dark match as well. I think it was against. Uh, I think it was against Eli Drake for the Patreon subscribers for NWA. Wait, say that one more time. I said I think he worked a dark match with Eli Drake for the Patreon subscribers for NWA as well. So we had two matches. Did oh really? That night. When did yeah. he do that? That was last Tuesday. So he did. So he before primetime live started. I think he had the match with Eli. They I, pre-recorded I, something. Yeah, yeah. Again, for for their Patreon account, I be, I think it was Eli Drake. I'll have to go oh. back and look through my text. But I that thought, is correct. Chris Dickinson yeah. was the one who wrestled Jordan Grace. And that is a big deal because Chris Dickinson's a pretty big uh, indie name. Yeah, yeah, he, he is. Uh, I'm trying to go back and find Been around for forever. But, yeah, man, that's a, a good opportunity. And, you know, from – Eli – yeah, it was, it was Eli Drake. Double check. The word on the street, and I, I can't confirm this, but it's just the word on the street is that somebody pulled out – and Jordan got the opportunity, and that's what a lot of the opportunities are. Just by chance, somebody didn't show up, somebody pulled out, and you got the call. Right. So good for him, Jordan. Good, yeah, good job, no, Jordan. I thought that was cool. I tried to see if we could get him on tonight for the podcast, interview him, you know, about how, you know, it's a new, it's a brand new wrestling company. I get, well, I mean, it's United, so it's not a new company, but the show, the, the showcase, Primetime Live is, so. Gives, give give uh, our listeners an idea of what's going on backstage or not, but might be able to get them on next week or something. Yeah. Ask them about that beatdown. Yeah. I mean, I know it was a good one. It was a good one. From so. what I heard. Good for him. <laughs> we all got to go through it. We all got to do it eventually. You know, sometimes you just got to – you got to – take a beat down and, and hope it uh, leads to bigger uh, bigger opportunities down the road. But anyways, what else is going on, man? Sports. You want to talk about sports? Uh, yeah, let's talk about sports. NPA, uh, let's talk about sports. No, fuck NPA. Talk to me. The Padres made the playoffs for the first time in 14 years. That's Holy awesome, man. Holy shit. That's awesome. Dude, they're legit. They're hey, legit. Let's, uh, you know, I hope they can make it through. I hope they keep the same momentum through the playoffs, dude. The last time they got this close was against uh, the Rockies for a play-in game. They tied records at the end of the season, and the Rockies won in walk-off fashion when Matt Holiday didn't touch home plate, sliding into home. Ah, but uh, man, it just sucks that like, you know, in, here in, in San Diego, California, basically, you we still can't have people at sporting events. Cause man, I would love to. I would love to try and, and, and attend one of those uh, playoff games. But promise you'd have to go to LA to do that. Though. Oh, for real? Oh, it... No, here, no, not at all. The National League is hosting theirs at the new Rangers Stadium in Texas. Uh huh. My brother lives in Dallas. I've been planning a trip out there to go visit him, check out his new place. He moved there this year, and I'm thinking about oh you try, might i think i'm gonna try to go to ah. a padres playoff game out there ah. brand new stadium whoo that'd be nice that's the craziest thing about like this season with all these teams that have new stadiums and they are ghost towns you know it's like that rams and charger stadium up there five billion dollars yeah for nobody to show up for the first game in it it's just like uh probably the first season right We're, i'm guessing the whole season oh, yeah. you might not see anybody up there 
Uh, probably in California, but like I saw the Vegas Stadium last night. And I'm yeah. like, there's no way that we're gonna go a whole season where Vegas is not gonna have people in that stadium. Cool, because Vegas is open. They, yeah, the, uh, I mean, they've, they've reopened the bars and stuff in a lot of Vegas counties and stuff like that. Like, so Vegas is kind of pretty much opening up. So, what, where's the Super Bowl this year? Is it Vegas? I think it was supposed to be in L.A. Yeah, that's what I thought it was really? supposed to be. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but, that's where Mania was supposed to be there. Yes. Oh yeah. It still could be. We're still talking about. I mean, if you're going to go off what California's been so far during this whole thing, it's probably unlikely. But a lot of these states are opening back up. and Dude, a lot of shows are opening up. Yeah. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I, I, I mean, good. I think originally we said probably October, right? We said October is probably when we're going to see... I don't remember what we said. You don't remember that? No. Oh, we said October was probably when there was going to... All right, I said October. We had, when we had Borden on, too, he said probably October as well. And he's got like five MBAs, so... I'll listen to that guy. But, uh, yeah, October, there's several shows coming up where we're starting to see. We talked about last week, Arizona's starting to fill up some shows, Mm -hmm. um, you know, with people, with crowds. I know GCW's run a couple in California at this point that have crowds. So it's happening. It's starting to happen. And, you know, you hurt your leg at the right time, Mike opting out. (laughs) (laughs) And actually... um, Ground Zero, or and Canna Pro. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think Canna Pro is going to have a Halloween show. Nice, and I believe it's going to be outside. Um, I do believe there's going to be a lot, a lot of fans there. Don't quote really? me on that, but I do believe there's going to be fans there. Um, but like I said, don't quote me on that yet. But I do know they've started announcing the card. Uh, Holly Dead is going to be there. Uh, our boy Hunter Freeman, who used to be on this podcast, but I saw him post about has it. been very absent as of late. He's on um, there. He's going to be taking on Damien Six Six Six. Nice. Um, I'm not sure what the rest of the card is going to be as far as uh, like you know what it's going to be. But I thought we were supposed to be on that show. No. Possibly. If you're possibly if, if you're if you're are we not allowed to announce it? Well, you're hurt. Well, I'm hurt right if now. If you're feeling better, so okay. I don't know. I don't know how long this injury is going to take to 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 heal up. I my neighbor. So I, oh my God, this this injury, man, it's been driving me fucking. Nuts. <laughs> One, okay, the past week I've been in pure pain, pure pain. I get up. That at, sounds good for your, uh, <laughs> for your recovery. Well, I mean, I, I just think so. I would wake up in the morning, right? I, I'm still going to work, and I I, I don't have a desk job. Ninety percent of my job, probably ninety five percent of my job, I'm on my feet, and because uh, I'm not a pussy, right? I'm not a fucking pussy. I'm gonna go do my job. And I just talked to, uh, you know, so every time I, I get up in the morning, my, my leg is literally, it feels like it's on fire on the inside. It, it, it kills. And it takes about a half hour for that pain to go away. So I've been talking to my neighbor who is a uh, physical therapist. I just ran into him um, yesterday because he was, he was gone all weekend getting married. Uh, Good for him. And he was like, hey, what'd you do? And I told him, like, I think I tore my calf muscle. And he's like, all right. And he kind of took a look at it and kind of, you know, told me some stuff. And, you know, it's just one of those things, man. You got to wait. It takes time, you know. And and he was like, yeah, it's probably about six to eight weeks. So I don't know. But uh, he gave me some tips on, like, you know, exercises to help get it better, what I need to do to get the healing process, you know, you know as fast as possible so we'll see what happens what's crazy is <clears throat> i know you don't play you, you talked about this last time but uh this last week for football 
everyone got hurt. Fantasy oh, football, yeah. everyone got there hurt. There's like Saquon 13? Barkley tore his ACL out for the year. Christian McCaffrey, high ankle sprain out four to six weeks. Michael Thomas is still out. Uh, Galladay was still out. Who do we have? Uh, what's his name? Godwin was out. Who else? We Cortland Sutton in Denver was out. So many people got hurt this week. This is the second week in a row that my fantasy team has taken a giant shit in the middle of the ring. Like this is this is a Devin Sparks level match for my fantasy team. And I have, by the way, I have like six fantasy teams. So there, you know, if I was planning on winning this year, maybe bringing home a championship, is not going to happen for uh, for the kaiju here. I'm sorry to hear about your fantasy team. My condolences. Um... But, yeah, I heard there was like 13 ACL tears or something like that over the weekend. Something like that. That was a segue to a sponsor of ours. <laughs> Thanks for catching on to that. Fantasyjocks.com. Go visit them. Fantasyjocks.com. <laughs> Go visit them because if you're trying to win a championship, you don't want – what was it last week you said? You don't want a pussy trophy. You want a championship belt, and you can only get those at fantasyjocks.com. Go ahead, Mike. I was trying to help out your boy. But uh, but anyways, yeah, man. I You know what's funny? As I get older and I've, you know, gotten injured multiple times through pro wrestling, every time I watch a play, like, on the, like every down, I'm just like, how is there not an ACL torn every single play? You know, how is somebody not hurt every single play? It's, it's, it blows my mind. Because I used to play that kind of stuff when I was kids. You know, you didn't care. You watch it now and you go, it seems like every tackle – it should be like a crippling injury. Well, what's crazy is uh, during Hard Knocks, I don't know if you watched that at all, but they were showing uh, the Rams and the Chargers this year, and they were showing them do tackling drills on, I think it was running backs, who were just standing there over pads waiting to get tackled. And I'm like, in the wrestling ring, I mean, it's the same as running a spot, right? I'm going to take a shoulder tackle here. I'll, you can spear me. You can do a cross body, whatever, right? So you know the tackle is coming. You know the move is coming, and you know how to react for it. It's totally different when you're getting tackled by a professional football player who's not trying to protect you. Yeah. They're trying to – what are they trying to do? Show proper technique on a tackle, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Right? That's it. i got to get my tackle down. But there's still 250 pounds coming at you at full speed. Explosive I, I know you're in pads. I understand that you're in pads. But and, and there's a giant crash pad below you, basically. 250 pounds of explosive power of top-notch athlete hitting you. Doesn't doesn't sound like a good day to me. Maybe we should wrestle in pads. God, that'd be sweet, dude. Wouldn't that be cool? Came out in full full gear, football gear with like shoulder pads, legion LOD style. Does anyone do that anymore? No, I don't think so. Let's do it. I've Uh, never played a a game of tackle football in my life, so to come out in that type of haven't of tackle football, tackle not not organized sports. I played tackle football with my friends in like a muddy field or something, but not like you've never even done that because I've no, I've done that, but I've never played like organized pee wee football or you know high school football where you're in pads. Yeah. Uh, By the way, speaking of football, and I know uh, you've turned your back to the Chargers, fuck them, but hell of a fucking showing. By the L.A. Chargers, uh, their new kid, Herbert, the quarterback, rookie quarterback, comes out, and he put it to the Chiefs. Um, they, di- they, they didn't win, but nobody expected them to show up like that. Am I correct on that, Adam? That's correct, and they also did not expect Herbert to play as literally he was the starter as the game began. He's not, he wasn't supposed to be the starter. I think this, it was the second play of the game, right? No, no, no. He started the game. Oh, he did? He, uh, Tyrod Taylor... 
I don't know, he had trouble breathing or something. Uh, right? Something to do with a rib, I think, or something like that. Yeah, I don't. They haven't heard. I haven't <laughs> heard anything more. But like, literally, people were like, "Oh, Justin Herbert is starting," and they're like, "What?" What's funny is Adam texts me and he's like, "This is the funniest, like, biggest and best troll move by a head coach ever." Because when teams practice, right, you're preparing for a game. You're preparing for that quarterback. You're game planning around that quarterback. Tyrod Taylor is a mobile quarterback. That's what he's known for. He can't throw for shit. He hardly moves an offense, and he gets out of the pocket and you know runs a couple yards here and there to get. That's how his offense moves. It's very slow, very sluggish. But if he can get out of the pocket and throw downfield, there's usually going to be someone open because the whole line, the whole defensive line, and some of the cornerbacks have maybe started trying to cheat in and get the quarterback right. So that's what they have their practice squad do, or their uh, their scout team training with them, trying to get ready for this show or for this match. So uh, game, I'm fucking thinking wrestling here. Yeah. So um, to have done that to pull that quarterback in favor of Justin Herbert is really, if it wasn't for an injury, such a huge fucking troll move because the Chiefs all week were prepping for this shitty quarterback yeah. who's mobile yeah. but shitty. Let's be honest, he's terrible. Um, instead of this. You know, rookie quarterback. So it's very funny, but it was it was an injury. So this not kid funny. looks like he's two days out of graduating high school. He's got acne on his face, and first drive took it to the house. Man ran in the first touchdown himself. Uh, hell of a start for that kid's career. I don't know if he is starting next week, uh, but. Their coach said it's up to the up to Tyrod Taylor. If he's still having breathing issues or whatever, they're not going to play him. But he said that's our quarterback if he's healthy. So the kid looked damn good. The coach said that the other guy is the starter if he's healthy. So. Really, yeah. that kid looked great though, man. That Herbert kid. Shout out to him and uh, you know. Shout out to him. Thanks for listening to the podcast, Herbert. Yeah, he was. Uh, he, I was impressed. Like I said, man. So my wife is all into gambling, and uh, nice. she she bet on the Chiefs to win, and I was like. Yeah, like the Chargers are my team, but I 100% believe that the Chiefs are going to blow out the Chargers, right? And uh, I was like, holy crap, the Chargers are keeping up with the Chiefs, the you know defending Super Bowl champs. Like, Did she bet on the spread or the game? I think she, spent on the, she bet on the spread, I believe. Oh, she probably lost then, huh? Yeah, she lost. Because the spread was like seven and a half, eight and a half, something so, like yeah. that. So let me ask you this. Nine, I think it was. What, yeah, yeah, eight or nine. Like what would right. it take for you to jump off the Chargers bandwagon? I mean, what you want them to like murder puppies or something like that? No, no, no. Like, I'm just asking you. Like, like they move cities. They said fuck every, San Diego. If, if if it came up that San Diego every, born and raised, and you're like, if you're every like, single one of their players murdered puppies came up on charges for pedophilia <laughs> and murdering animals, I guess I would jump off the goddamn bandwagon. I mean, what is that like? Just because they change, they they moved two hours north, it's not really that big of a deal. Like it sucks. So what? So what to you is like being like unloyal? Like, you know, like at what point are you like, no, nah, that's like a pretty fucked up move. Well, the owner, not the the players, didn't do the fucked up move. The no, I'm not, yeah, but it's the team. You're like anytime you when you watch that game, the revenue from your like the TV rights you're watching your the the co- commercials and shit, they're going to the owner, right? That's how it works. If you ever if you buy Chargers merchandise, the owner's getting a slice of it, right? This is all funneling back to the owner. At the end of the day, right? Uh They're getting the piece of the pie. So, to me, I'm like, I can't support them in any way. So, what to to you is enough to be like, nah, fuck that team. Like, if they changed owners, I'd be like, you know what? I might watch the Chargers. Maybe maybe I'll have an interest in the Chargers. But the fact that they said fuck you to the city that I grew up in, that I love, that I... Who said fuck you? 
The owner. Okay, the owner. The it, fact that the owner who owns the team. This is not the this is not the Los Angeles Chargers. This is Los Angeles Spanos. That's what it is. The Los okay. Angeles Spanos. I, I hate Spanos. I, I, you know, he there was complaints about him way before they, they left. Right. But still, I'm a fan. But, 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 but were the Chargers say, the Chargers prior to Spanos? It was before you before you were alive. So I don't know were they. So Spanos bought the team when Adam look look that up. Real Get quick. on it. God damn it! Why does he not have this my pulled dad, up? My, so my dad lived with a few of the Chargers when he was a kid. My dad was a huge Chargers fan. He was a ball boy. Uh, no, he wasn't a ball oh, okay. boy. But he, um, you know, like this is just like it's kind of like a family thing, you know. So so now, who am I supposed? Am I, am I supposed to just jump on another bandwagon? No, but my point is, like, at what point does loyalty mean something to you? If the if every single one of the Chargers literally. No, 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 no. I Took mean, like, shit. No, I'm saying at what point does loyalty... <laughs> Alex Spanos bought the team in 1984. Dean Spanos took over in 2006. So, 04, or 84, that was the year you were born? Uh, I was two years old. Okay. Thanks for rubbing that in. So then, okay, so my point... My point is, so you were a lot... You so, weren't even born yet, ass fuck. <laughs> ass fuck? Holy shit. Jesus. That was aggressive. When were you born? I'm going to tell you. This is a, this you is are offensive. such a pussy. This is offensive at this point. You're such a pussy. Why am I a pussy? What you, what, uh, Adam, was he, 34? I'm 34, and I think he's younger than me, so... God. It's 87. Have balls even dropped yet? How young are you, dude? My balls have dropped. Unfortunately, they've dropped too far. They are very low-hanging balls. Jesus. That's why they come out to big balls from ACDC. Right. so... I, listen. <laughs> What's that look, Adam? You know they're big. I do not know what your the balls, balls look like. The balls... Listen. People are like, hang loose. I'm like, I try not to anymore. Yeah. But yes. Um... Back to the the chart, man. It's just my team, dude. Like, what are you gonna do? Like, it's not like I'm I'm going out like buying all their merchandise and all that kind of stuff. It's just that's the team that I watch. That's the team that I root for. I see. I see. On Sundays, I'm watching the Colts. Now I'm watching Philip Rivers and the Colts because they did him fucking dirty. And what did Philip Rivers do? He won. Did he win? He won. Oh, good for him. Yeah. But see, the, the Chargers have a history. Like, so when you're like embedded in it, and you're just so you, you're you're a fan of Philip Rivers. You're not a fan of the Colts. No, I'm a fan of Philip Rivers. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, but I'm a fan of the Rams now because <laughs> a I, te- another team that abandoned their city to yeah. come to. But LA. here's the thing: I was born in Anaheim. I lived in Anaheim the first eleven years of my life, ten years of my life, whatever. The on, the games that I went to when I was old enough were the seasons that they played in Anaheim or season season seasons my first games were there I'm like okay so I watched the I, when they moved I watched the Rams in St. Louis growing up because so I didn't have a team I didn't how mad were you back then when how they were, left how mad I was too young no I was too young I didn't understand oh, okay. okay moved to San Diego alright I'm in San Diego now much? San Diego's my team this is where I live this is who I respect this team is all you know they do blood drives they do charities within the city they're here for us I'm here for you I'll pay for your merch I'll pay to your, I'll go to your games right they move. I have no fucking interest in you. You leave towns. I'm not. You're. You have no loyalty here. No. All right. That's your. That's your thought process. That's fine. That's fine. But also, this is another reason. Even if the Raiders moved to L.A. instead of the Rams, I would have still said, "Fuck the Chargers." I'm a Raiders fan now. All right. That's fine. If you can do that. I, I've never questioned your loyalty to anybody. Like. Go for that it. Makes zero sense. Why? Like, Why does that make zero sense? That would sense? be like the Boston Red Sox moving to New York and the Yankees leaving, and me going, "I'm a Red Sox fan now." That would never happen. So if the Raiders are pro- probably the most hated team, so in if Diego. the if the Red Sox moved to New York 
And the Yankees moved to Boston. You're like, oh, I love Boston. I'm a Boston guy. I'm, I'm a Yankees guy in Boston. Still a Yankees fan because that's the so franchise I like. Weird. But it's weird because you mo- you moved across the country like halfway through your life. That's true. So that's different. So you don't really have that attachment to your hometown city. So we were I, part of this. We I, were in I, the I shit. I absolutely do. So we were in the shit, right? We were voting on it. They were like, hey, do you want to vote to keep the team here? Yes, I want to vote to keep the team here. For any, uh, for the uninitiated, and this is so boring for everyone right now. Like, please get off this fucking Devin just keeps dragging. This is the last thing I'm going to say. The city said, hey, you know the land that your current stadium is on? We're going to give you that plus like 50 other acres for you to develop on your own for $1 a year for 99 years. This is the deal that the city came to the table with to the Chargers. Dean Spanos is known for his uh, what he acquires he acquires land. He's a land developer. He's a developer. That's what he does. Okay, Dean, we'll give you a dollar a year for all this property to keep you in San Diego. That's your incentive. A dollar a year for all this land. That's what you're going to lease it for for 99 years. You can develop it to do whatever the fuck you want. And he said, fuck you. I'm going to L.A. They're already building a stadium. I'm going to piggyback on them. So that's a big fuck you to me. That I take personally because I voted for that shit. By the way, my football team doesn't play in the state that they are advertised from. So... What, are you a Jets guy? Yeah. Okay. They play in New Jersey, yeah, which is Jersey. two hours away from most places in New York. So. How far is it from uh, New York City? Well, depending on the traffic, it's... I mean, be, miles. Could be 40 like if you, minutes. If you, oh, I don't 40. know, miles. Uh, but, but know miles. 40 minutes, okay. That's like uh, going from... 40 minutes to an hour. Adam, how many, how many kilometers <laughs> is it from New York? I drove to New Jersey for the first time in my life. Uh, by myself last year when I went to WrestleMania. That's the first time I've been in New Jersey ever. So the thing is, it was Spanos' decision, right? Right. Not, and the players were like, listen, we want to stay here. But right, so I supported Rivers on the Now Chargers. let's say your company, the com- you work for a company, right? And they're right. like, listen, San Diego, we need this kind of tax break, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, and if not, we got to fucking, we got to take our business and, and head out. Now this is a business that's paying you millions of dollars. And I'm making millions of dollars? Yeah, if you're making millions of dollars to work for this company. Oh, right? you're comparing And it's it either like, players. hey, you can either be loyal to, to San Diego because you're an SD native, or no. you can go with your, you know, it's just one of those things where it's Right, like, but hey, I man. don't associate the team with the players. I associate it with the owner. Because I don't. the t- no, the I didn't players. I not know who the fuck Spanos was until like, Because all the players are interchangeable. Started. The players change all the time. The, that to me is not a big deal. The players, like, I'm like, okay, I'll support them. I have a lot of them on my fantasy teams. Good for you. But the point is, like, the players don't matter because they'll be gone in five years. The owner has owned the team since 1984. That's the asshole in charge. Their yeah, whole family, his his sons are set to I take over. I don't, I don't watch the charges going, let's go, Spanos. Then <laughs> you're watching for the wrong reasons. <laughs> you know, like, it's, it, the, the owner of the team doesn't even really, like, affect, like, I, I, like I said, I didn't even know who Spanos was. Until like a lot of fucking like this controversy started, because I was like, I don't give a fuck. Here's the deal: I don't give a fuck. I'm watching the, the Colts now because I want Rivers to win a championship. I think and the guy owner is one of the worst human beings on the planet. Oh, yeah, it's fine. Let's move on. No, no, no. listen. He killed somebody drink drunk driving. No big oh, deal. Oh, for reals? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm talking about Philip Rivers. I don't give a fuck about well, their. He owner. plays for a team. The owner. We're the oh, owner. we're talking about the owners, Dev. right? <laughs> I, I know nothing about them. I'm not supporting the team. I'm supporting Philip Rivers. You made your bed. I'm watching the Colts to support Philip Rivers. All right, well, let's move but on. But listen, listen, listen. To me, to me, Phillip Rivers is the most underrated quarterback to not win a championship. In, uh, the, in, in the NFL. There's in, a gentleman called Dan Marino. 
in the in modern day in modern day in modern day so right now rivers i think is the guy most deserving of a championship that never won it right so for me i was thinking about this on the way here in your opinion who is the most underrated wrestler to never win a heavyweight championship that if you could book it would win a heavyweight championship and why is it mr perfect <laughs> uh, did you have something to say about this? Adam? No, that was I was I thought. I'm gonna give him a lot of shit for that answer in a second, but go ahead. Oh, get the fuck out of here! So, per, yeah, perfect. Never, never carried the uh, the. Strap. Well, he won that. He had the AWA, but I'm saying like, but like, talking about like like WWE, M- like Mr. Perfect. Yeah, even when he went over to WCW, didn't get it. Yeah, I think he had the US. Well, the TV by the time title. he got into WCW, that was a little late, right? It was like, a little late. A little he late. Was, he was his body was pretty much broken down at that point. I don't know. I mean, they say what Jake never won the uh, the strap, right? Guys that never had it: Jake, Roddy Piper. Mr. Perfect. That that blows my mind. Scott Hall. Piper. Scott Hall. That's what I'm going to give you shit for. Oh, I, you spent like two weeks ago. We spent a ton of time on Scott Hall and how he was one of your favorites. My two and guys he is the most criminally underrated guy to my, never win a world title. My two guys are Perfect and Scott Hall. If I had to choose, I'm right. Fuck Roddy too, man. But if you had to choose one, I don't. I mean, I guess it kind of uh, tells you that blows my mind that that none of those guys ever ever carried. The, the the heavyweight championship. Now, can you check to make sure that Roddy didn't win it in WCW? No, I don't think. No, are you sure he didn't? Because I, I know mean, he had some feuds in WCW, but he went late also in the into into WCW, right? Yeah, he he only had like a couple of matches. You're in positive WCW. he didn't. I'm 100. David Arquette positive. did. I will. <laughs> yeah, David Arquette. Isn't that a fucking? That's a crime right there. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. And especially, you know, I feel bad because he has that new documentary out. You watch it. I haven't yet. Is I it out? It. I watched it. Was it on uh, Amazon? It's on demand. I watched it on demand. It cost me six, six, uh, six bucks. I'll pay for it. Was it good? That's yeah, all right. What's funny is we were part of his, I mean, I think you kind of were, part of his comeback. No, um, I wasn't. We're on shows that he was coming back at, like doing this shit for. No, I wasn't. And it was one of those things where I'm like, dude, it must have fucked with his head so bad. So many people hating on him for a year, 20 years. I mean, if you think about like how serious you take you know the WCW championship, or the, you know the he- the heavyweight championship. You had Flair hold it for how long and all that. And you have someone like David Arquette come in, yeah. And like the wrestling purists, are like fuck this guy, right, dude? The celebrity wrestler, the celebrity appearances always held weight in wrestling. I don't care who you are for how long. Like that's always been a draw. It's always been a draw, and that's what wrestling is, right? It's about mm-hmm. money. It's about the draw. So for me, I was like at the time, I'm like, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Who the fuck cares? Like whatever, he won, won the championship. DiBiase is also another one. DiBiase is, is a good one. Who? Why he never won a world title? Is surprising. But you know what? He made his own belt, and he that was pretty that. good. Yeah. So if you had to, ch- all right. Wait, didn't uh, didn't he get it from? Didn't Andre win it? And Andre gave it to him. Yeah, right. but then they don't recognize that as the world oh, title. They don't. So if you had, all right. So let's. Okay. Oh my God, DiBiase. So DiBiase, Jake, Roddy Piper. Mr. Perfect, Perfect, Scott Hall. Is there anyone else that you'd put on that list? Uh, Steamboat. I guess you could put on there, too. Steamboat never won it? And the Steamboat oh, you only had the IC, huh? I'm really going through a list. I'm he not... always seemed like an intercontinental guy to me. Yeah. I, I love Steamboat, but what is it? Flair said, like, he, he can't be considered the greatest because he never went heel. You know, like, you kind of have to learn how to play both sides to, to become, like, the greatest wrestler ever. Yeah, hmm. I'm just going through a list of, like, people, like... Uh, 
Brutus Beefcake is one guy. On no, the no, no. That, that's, I was down. I didn't say that was me. What about Owen? I was Owen down with list. Beefcake, but I, I'm not surprised that he never carried it. Uh, oh, Owen didn't have Owen, the length of the career. Owen would have. You think so? I, I think Owen would have, obviously, but, you know. Whether it was in happened. WWE or if he left WWE, like at some point went to WCW, he probably would have what been about, a world yeah. champion. Would point. you put Goldust on that list? Or uh, um, Dustin Reynolds? No, I think I – think, as much as I loved Goldust, the character when I was a kid, I loved it, man. Um, I can see it was always a mid card. Uh, I, I could character. have seen that being at the height of his heelness. That could have been the greatest heel champion of all time. Because this is at a time in the early '90s where people were so homophobic. Yeah, yeah. And like, if you remember his his feud with with uh, Razor, well, he had his feud with Piper too, with Piper and Razor, like. It made people so, so uncomfortable. People Even Scott were, Hall. Scott Hall was really, really uncomfortable with it. Was he really? He hated it. Yeah. Oh, really? Talk, Pritchard talked about it on his podcast. Basically, the gimmick leading up to it, they were just all like, nah. Like, they wanted it to go further, and he was like, nah. But, I mean, there were signs in the crowd that were very, yeah. very homophobic, very derogatory. But imagine at the at the height of his... You know, his, I don't know, just his healed him if he had snuck in a title win. Like, I don't know. I, I understand he's not at that level. Yeah. But fuck, what would that have done to him? You know what's crazy, too, is, like, he had, like, that androgynous character. But then he also came out with, like, one of the baddest fucking chicks. Oh, yeah. Uh, fucking Marlene. Actually, uh, Terry Runnels. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. She was so hot back then. Did I tell you I saw her in person? No. In North Carolina at WrestleCade? No. I, I saw Sonny at a show here at West Coast. Do you remember that? I do. You know what's crazy? When that I was saw, a weird answer. So I, I, uh, I stumbled into the Hilton Bar. Was it the Hilton Bar or Hyatt Bar or whatever? It's like a, it's like a uh, pretty uh, – like after every WrestleCade, right. like that's where you go and, and party. D'Lo told me to go there. He goes, hey, go over there. I walk in and I walk up to the bar and, and literally two chairs down from me – is Terry Runnels. And she still looks good for her age. But and now, you flash the ring. You're like, I'm married, Terry. No, I Back I up. Know. Step off. But I was like, wow, there's Terry Runnels. But, like, you know, obviously she's, I mean, she's got to be, what, like almost in her 60s? She's almost your age now. Oh, sorry, 60s, yeah. I mean, but it was just kind of like, wow. Like, just one of those things where it's like, you know, like that, that childhood crush that you're just taking long showers to <laughs> she you know like it's not like what it was it's almost like no one's pam- watching adam right now he's laughing it's almost guys. like uh it's almost like pam anderson oh yeah absolutely i'd put them Where, in the same same class from when, when pam- i was that age yeah pam anderson when i was younger was the hottest thing you've ever seen in your life and now you see her and you're like i i don't really know what happened it's just age man it well, just well, here's the thing: when you're that age and you're watching them, and I was like, I was like, oh, she's she's a bad she's a bad woman, uh-huh. and then she smokes a cigar. I'm like, oh, she's a bad bitch. Yeah, <laughs> this chick's, yeah. this she's she's no good for me. I like her a yeah. lot. I you bring up a good a, a good point though with with Goldust back then, you know, yeah. late '90s, you know, like when you know homophobia was still. I guess accepted maybe a little bit like you're, yeah you're coming hot off the eight, the AIDS crisis yeah you're and coming real hot off I that. wonder how many like homophobic slurs Dustin got yelled to him as he was walking to the to the to the ring every night didn't every Ahmed night. Johnson call him uh, I'm sure he did effort maybe I I don't want to I, I smirch the great name of Ahmed Johnson but. you know what's so funny is you hear, I was like a big 
uh, Ahmed Johnson, like Mark, right? Oh, me too. He was jacked. He was just gas to the gills. Was it the the Pearl Pearl River Pearl River Plunge? Was a great. I still move. remember his music. And it's so funny because like I was I, I was like fuck yeah this is the power of pro wrestling right we're gonna give the we're gonna make this person look good even though like everybody in the back or like the real skills is not there and like but like i fell for it i was like i'm at john sinker i was devastated when he had to relinquish the intercontinental title bro when he had his feud with the nation i'm like kill that motherfucker but get him i uh, but then i started hearing stories about him in the back like you know, D'Lo would tell me. Then like I would like watch like a YouTube of like a shoot interview of like Mark Henry. Wait, what would they say? Well, he just he didn't understand wrestling etiquette. He didn't understand. So was he not a work? So how did he get involved in the business? I mean, he probably got like kind of Goldberg, you know, where it's uh, like they found a guy that looked good. I think he had like a little bit of like you know like independent territory. I guess I don't know. No, that was even territory days. That was like that's but, just weird. I feel like back then you had to understand the business. I think he got he hot shot. He was a football player. I oh, was he? Yeah. He, I think he got hot shot shotted, yeah. and he was using other people's moves. Like he would use like a Michinoku driver when Michinoku was, you know, using it. And I guess even D'Lo had to like, like I, I think, don't quote me on this, but I heard Mark Henry. D'Lo never told me about this guy. I haven't asked him about it. I, I probably asked him next time I saw him. Mark Henry said D'Lo tuned him up one time, which blows my mind because Humbert Johnson was gigantic. But I guess he was just he didn't have the backstage etiquette like he didn't understand hey you don't use other guys uh signature moves you know you don't do all this kind of stuff it just i'm sure ron simmons gave it to him good too because ron simmons didn't take anybody's shit yeah from everything i've heard about ron simmons he, he was a football player too so no one's gonna come at him for oh no even the, they said the steiners wouldn't even mess with simmons back in the day yeah i would and, love to know the type of clout that he had in the back I think he had a lot. I mean, like, even even when he was in the... Like, even... Okay, so as the the head of the Nation of Dominance. So, like, that part of his career. After he's out of WCW, he's, you know, he's already won the WCW championship. First black guy to ever do it. Um, you know, had that shit run in the WWE with whatever gimmick they gave him where he wore blue Farouk. and... Farouk Assad. Blue and silver. And then he's like, oh, I'm the head of the Nation now. <clears throat> I would love to know in the back, like, how he was... You gotta ask D'Lo that. Like, hey, yo, I've asked him about Ron, and uh, I mean, he like they they D'Lo speaks nothing of but high like respect for like Ron Simmons, and I guess like even to this day, if any of those guys like Mark Henry or Godfather or, or D'Lo like if they're like going through something or like making a decision about something, they literally ask him like, hey, you know, what do you think about me doing this or blah blah blah, and like. He gives it to him straight. Like he he just drops knowledge on those cats like all the time. I fuck. I would too. Uh, if you have any questions for the hogs, fuck it. Just send it to Ron Simmons on Twitter at Ron Simmons. Yeah, <laughs> ask him what I'm he telling think. you. I, I I've heard stories and I would tell him, but I'm I'm hoping one day we'll have D'Lo yeah. on the podcast and it's it's his stories to tell. Uh, if not, then I'll just tell him. <laughs> but um, it's they, they, incredible, man. Like the amount of respect that Ron <clears throat> Simmons had, like in from the boys basically you know like that was a real like you know the the taker obviously was they said locker room leader but i think ron simmons was up there as far as like you know i wonder i wonder when um austin I and mean, i guess it was close to the same time but when austin and rock were headlining and triple h too to an extent um i guess and the undertaker and mcfoley was all the same time right yeah, I wonder who the locker room leaders were at the time. I know obviously Taker was, but when Austin and Rock were going back and forth with 
Triple H. I wonder who was like the most respected in the back. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's always been Taker. No, I mean of everything those you hear. Three, of those of who? three, who'd you say? Austin Rock and Triple H. Probably Austin. I'm guessing Austin. Triple H was coming out of the shit, right? Like he was. He got put in the shit house after the click thing, yeah. Yeah. right? And he got dumped on for a while. So he was probably still a fucking whipping boy for a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. He had to eat shit. Um, um, you know what's funny? You ever heard about like uh, like Haku or Ming in WCW? Uh huh. When uh, Kevin Sullivan had the had the pen. And uh, so Kevin Sullivan is, was the booker for WCW for a little bit. And Ming Haku, who has the reputation that he was just he, the toughest guy uh, in the locker room, in the bar, basically on the planet. And if somebody like refused to do whatever Kevin Sullivan booked, he'd be like, all right, man, that's cool. But I'm going to have Ming come talk to you. And they'd be like, "Fine, I'll fucking do it." You know, like that was he had that because because Ming was a company dude, or he had he had some kind of loyalty to Kevin Sullivan, where Kevin Sullivan had that in his pocket. So if that's anybody funny. refused to do a job or something like that, he'd be like, oh, "That's cool. I'll just have Ming come talk to you." When you guys said Yuma on, did he talk about the Dark City Fight Club? I think stuff? I talked to him about it. What? Yeah. So basically, in um, in Ring of Honor, they'd have their dark matches, and uh-huh. if the guys went, they're like, "Okay, you have six minutes." In and oh. out in six minutes. And if you're not done in six minutes, we're sending... Or if the match was bad. Or if the match was bad, we're sending in Dark City Fight Club to take your ass out. And that was Eddie Edwards and... Um... No, that was uh, John Davis and Corey Chavis. They were just these two big fucking huge dudes, and they would just come. But at one point, they did... They had the wolves. They did. It. I think Adam Pierce used to send out da- uh, Davey and Eddie to do it, too. So I think that happened to Yuma. I think he said that he was in a match where... Eddie and Davey came out. So we were out at a, at Mania in Phoenix. Yeah, I think and that happened. happened when we were out at Mania in Phoenix. And was Davey Jones in that match? Yeah, I think they both were. Both the Anchors Away guys were in that match. And they but got we, taken but we out. got there late, so we didn't actually see the match. But no, I I saw it. I, I I saw we were together, so that's physically impossible. Well, one of us. It might have been the second day. I, I mean, I forget a lot about that week. One of us so. was getting concessions. I don't know who it was. Um, but yeah, no, I saw it happen. It was fucking cool. Uh, I actually really like that idea. <laughs> I do. You? I think it's cool. Yeah. Interesting. Hey, you're getting a shot for our show. Okay. Time is precious. Uh-huh. We want to run the show on time. We have to film on time. We have sponsors. We have. We're going live on you know whatever streaming device, streaming service, Fight TV or whatever. There was Sinclair, right? Sinclair Broadcasting. We're going live. You need to be done by this time. Oh, cool. You're showboating and shit. Like we told you to be done three minutes ago. Get the fuck out of our ring. See, I, I can understand the uh, the time constraints thing where you know, hey, listen, these cats are going over their time. The shitty match thing, I don't really know like if that's fair to, to do that. I don't that. think that's fair either. I've, I've, they've done that in WWE apparently too in dark matches. Like Vince will come out and just tell yeah, them. Yeah, I've heard I, that. I think there's like a Tajiri match that's pretty famous. Like Ry- uh, Rhino. Vince, Rhino where Vince yeah. just came out. Get the fuck out of there. Yeah. See, now if it was a sh- let, – let's say uh, – you know, uh, dude, how many matches would I finish if that was the case? <laughs> <laughs> Let's say I'm, bu- you know, I'm booking for ROH, and you know, you're giving two kids a shot or a <clears> kid <throat> shot, and like, hey, you got eight minutes, and you know, obviously the match, maybe you're four minutes in, it just ain't really that fucking good. I'd probably, I, and I'm sure ROH is at the point where they have radios for the for the refs, where I I would just probably radio the ref, be like, tell him to take it home in one minute because you know, and if they if they didn't do that, then I'd be like, send out. You know, whoever the fuck is is the. Is but the, also, I think that's 
something for the crowd, right? Like, I mean, the crowd nowadays is, you know, they're all insiders. They all understand what's going on. So it's like, it's almost like an instant pop. Like, oh, fuck, there they are. This match is going down the tubes. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, but I also don't know if that's good for the business. Because now you just took these kids and but that's where it's at. them. That's where it's at. Well, as Devin knows, Eddie Edwards' chops do not feel good. So Woo. that probably did not feel good for those kids. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, also, when was that? How long ago was that? 2010. Yeah, so that was before I even got in. So, yeah. Um, I mean, things have changed. The world has changed since then. So, I don't know. You know? A lot of that shit wouldn't fly today. Yeah, man. Different world. Different world we're living in. Maybe on Raw Underworld, but I don't know. Uh, Okay, so we're going back to... who uh, who hasn't held the championship, right? The, oh, yeah, the pick heavyweight one. Championship. Out of those five, I, t- I don't know if I could pick one. They all sound like they... Like, what? Those five people... another name in the hat. Rick Rude. That's another Yeah. Uh, that's that, wasn't, I... that really was unfair because he got hurt, so it wasn't like... <clears throat> that's one that I could never see as a headliner, though. For some I, reason, to I me. I don't know about that. I... I don't see it. Rude fucking had the look, dog. Yeah. He had the look. I just don't know if I see him as the... I don't see if I see him making towns. Like, is he going to sell out your crowd? Maybe. He might. He had well, a, he's a heel, so... Right. But so... I, I think mean, people would want to see him get his ass kicked. <clears throat> I understand that. I understand how the business works. Thanks for telling me, smarting me up. But I think... Uh, I think, like... Get your uh, your pen and your notepad oh, out. Fuck Go ahead and write that, that down. Producer Adam says... Championships. Heels on top, town to town. Championships are for heels. Got it. Um... Yeah, I just don't know. Sounds so bitter. Like, could you see? I don't know. Could you? Who's gonna be on top? Hogan or at the time? Hogan or Rude going town to town? Hogan or Rude? Well, I think they Hogan can make or... money with. I don't think it's about like who could carry it. I'm talking about those two cats together. They could have made some serious right. money. I think so. So who do you think of the? I'm gonna put you on the spot. You gotta pick one. So we're gonna. I'm gonna go back to five. Well, six, I guess. Right. So we have uh, Ted DiBiase. Yeah. Mr. Perfect. Scott Hall. Uh, Roddy Piper, uh, Rick Rude, and who's the other one? I don't know. I, I might, and that's because as a childhood thing. Did you say DiBiase in the list you just did? I yeah. didn't say Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake. I would probably say DiBiase, man, because DiBiase had so much heat back when he was a kid. And if you had, or when, when, I, was a kid? A, when I was a kid, and if you had him carrying the strap. And also all the money, still stu- sh- you know, shoving money in people's mouths and doing all the dick moves, that that could have drawn some serious money if you had the right uh, the right face to go along with him. All right, so I told this to um, fuck. He was one of the best promos I ever saw. Was I think he was in Detroit, and he did the bouncing the basketball. Yeah, this would never yeah. happen today. But he's bouncing the basketball. He tells this little kid, he's like, if you can bounce this ten times, we'll give you thousand bucks or whatever five hundred dollars right yeah and the little kid gets to nine and DiBiase kicks it yeah it was <laughs> sick I want someone I want there to be a wrestler to come out and like his gimmick is he was that kid yeah yep. and that taught him a life lesson and he so he's basically taking on the million dollar man gimmick and like from that day forward I knew you know I learned how yeah. to be ruthless and like yeah. go out for yourself and I'm like fuck dude I want to see like WWE could do that if they wanted to yeah, maybe they could probably be too. If they old still now. had DiBiase's kid around, mm. it'd be awesome for like a an angle, right? You know, to be like the I guy came that, back. I was that kid. I was that kid. Yeah. Uh, pick one. You got to pick one. Uh, like I said, Diab- I said DiBiase, man. Oh, because you got I, DiBiase. Okay. Because I'm not looking at like, oh, who do I? I'm looking, man. If you, to draw money, 
you got to put the strap on, you know, because uh, you know Jake was a great heel, Piper was an incredible heel, uh, perfect. They were all good heels, but I think pure disgust would probably be like DiBiase. You know, I think every every wrestling fan because they would have looked at what DiBiase stood for and hated they, they hated right. that gimmick. So I think if you had him going up against the, the right face, which is probably Hogan back then, right? Um, for the strap? You had Hogan, you had Macho. Um, who are the top babies at the time? Hogan, Macho. But you also had... you had Warrior. D, you had DiBiase. Warrior. Warrior. You had DiBiase with Andre, right? He right. had like the, the, the paid henchman. You know, like that, that could have been... Hell of a storyline, but eh, you know, whatever. It, it's it's all fantasy booking. It's all you know. It's all I, yeah, I, I would say DiBiase or or Piper. Piper was so fucking good, so good. He's just he was just the Connor, you know, just mouth off at you, and you're like, God, I want to punch that guy in the fucking yeah, face. Yeah. Um, can I actually? Uh, I sent you a match. I didn't I get like, a chance to watch it yet. Oh my god. So I I I, uh, I don't know how this. I must listen listen to a podcast. They were talking. Uh, oh, it was the the Pritchard podcast, and they were talking about how perfect and Hogan would have these just awesome matches back in the day, because Hogan was so fucking over. Perfect is obviously the greatest seller. Yep, and just he's just you know perfect. At Better perfect. at selling, uh, uh, Mr. Perfect or Shawn Michaels. Perfect. I think I think Shawn probably learned from Perfect how to sell like that, but um, the. Uh, this match, it's about a 20-minute match, but it doesn't feel like it when you watch it. And the genius is out there. Um, Lenny Poffoff. Poffoff? Poffoff. 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 Uh, he's out there. And Hogan, man, like I said, Hogan is just like – he was allowed to do anything. He is healing it up oh, more. That's all he ever did was back rakes and eye rakes and shit like he, that. He is healing it up more than perfect and genius and getting – the cra- the crowd is popping for it, man. At one point, he, uh, I think he like he shit canned, uh, he he shit canned uh, perfect and perfect hung himself up in the ropes like the the neck thing. No one does that anymore. No, that's, no, no, that's no, important. No. I think people should not around the neck, but ankles, arms. Yeah, but you also have to have loose ropes, like r- ropes that are loose enough to do that. I've never been in a ring that I couldn't do that in. Like before every show, before every show, when I warm up. Every show, I fuck with the ropes, and I check, can I get my arm in here? Can I get my leg in here? Just in well, case, because I don't that's know. That's your arm in the, I'm talking about your head. I'm head no, I would never head. do it with my head. Yeah. I'm just saying but arms, legs. At one point, uh, he shit cans perfect, and, and uh, perfect gets caught up in the ropes with the neck thing, you know? And Hogan just comes up and starts punching him as the ref's trying to back him up. And then, like, H- Hogan, like, like, acts like he's going to punch the ref. And the crowd's going crazy for this shit, dude. And it's just like, he breaks all the rules. And it just works. He's an anomaly. So I think it was the 1990 Royal Rumble or the 1992. He comes into the Rumble. It's a full house. There's like 12, 13 guys in the ring, I think. And the first thing he does, and the only thing he does for about three minutes straight is I rake everyone in the ring. Yeah. And then starts back raking them. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is happening? He's here? amazing. <laughs> um, and actually, uh, I was just listening to the Stone Cold. Uh, so Stone Cold has a podcast, but he hasn't put out like a new episode in Stone Cold has years. a podcast. And so in a couple of years. I mean, I haven't heard a new episode in years. Like probably two really? years. And huh. uh, but they always will put on like you know like they'll they'll keep every like not every day but like once a week they'll. Uh, 
put on an old podcast. It's like a new one, you know, like a, it's called like the Stone Cold Classic or something like that. And it's the one with uh, this week they had the one with Hogan, and I heard it before, and I was like, I'm gonna listen to it again. Listen, you, everybody has their uh, own um, judgments on Hogan, right? That guy was so smart as far as business wise and professional wrestling, man. You you listen to him on the on the Stone Cold podcast, and he was just always setting himself up for the next, you know, the next phase of his career. Like, what what's shitty is I don't think that's possible now. Probably not. Like on the indies, maybe maybe in, uh, like not even get to the WWE. But if you talk about like Hogan owned his career, yep, he really did. Um, even on the indies, I don't I don't think that's really possible nowadays. Even if you're a big name, like I don't know. It's it's tough, man. It's tough, but is could it possible? You, yes, I think. On the indies, could you say, "Fuck, dude, me and this guy have such good chemistry. We're gonna take this to every town for the next month." Uh, really. I think really. you could you could do shows all over the place. But you couldn't I think tell these promoters it. to book it. I book probably it. I think it might lose its its uh um what can you say lose luster yeah something like that because it's YouTube. All you these can matches. see everything. It's different. Like right, if you but, find a gem like Hogan Perfect at a house show, you're like, holy shit! I've never seen this. Right, but a lot of these everything. fans, a lot of these fans that go to shows, right? They're not like. Oh, this this is coming to ten. Oh fuck, this match is coming. To- no one's watching these East Coast matches in Texas. They're not watching these East Coast matches. So if that comes to your town, you're not like, oh, I'm gonna go see if this has ever been done before. You know what I mean? Like that's. I don't think that's the mindset of the current modern wrestling fan, right? They see a lot of shit because they seek it out, but they're not gonna be like, oh, they're running that loop. Like I'm not gonna like. Oh, this is coming to town. Oh, they were in Texas last well, yeah. week. Like you know what I mean? Like they're just like, oh, I can't wait to see that. I, think- I don't think it's gonna be any. I don't think that would take the shine off of it. I just think, yeah, the internet and social media and YouTube where... I mean, let's... You, you can't run a loop with, with somebody because... Dog, let's put it this way. Joey Ryan did his fucking gimmick for, what, three years? Like, four... Ever since the dick flip in Japan, the same thing every town, town but it, after but town. It was, but it was different opponents. It was different opponents. You're, you're talking about, like... I, I agree, You're talking but, about a, a, a pairing, right? Right, I, a pairing, but... I have good chemistry with you. You have good... You know, right, let's no, take this and, and run a loop with it and make a bunch of money. When, really, nowadays, it's... If, if YouTube and all this, you know, uh, social media didn't exist, yeah, you could probably pull that off. But, like, back in the days, you could probably pull that off. But now, it's like, oh, I... You know, once it goes on YouTube, once it goes on social media, you've seen that match. Mm. I don't know. I'm trying to think... Who the big names would be now that you could do that with? Like, I, fuck, I'm having a hard time. Even everyone's signed right now. I feel like everyone's somewhere. Who are the biggest names in indie wrestling right now? Uh, like as far as just like not in a major company. Uh, I mean, Deppin's got a big name. Um, that, Is he that uh, big? Yeah, I think on the indies. I think I believe so. Um, I think Warhorse is. I think Warhorse has really put some some. Um, Money behind his name and Danhausen uh, a little bit. Danhausen, yeah. Uh, and then that uh, Blake Christensen, I think he's okay. he's got a lot of a lot of hype behind him right now. Same thing with that <laughs> Alex Zane. Dude. Let's do <clears throat> let's do this. Warhorse and Danhausen, right? They're uh, they're friends, right? They're friendly. They do a lot of stuff together as like teams. If they went town to town, I think that's two names that are big enough that people are like, oh, I want to see that. I want to see that gimmick. Possibly, possibly, yeah, possibly. Who I think right, yeah. I'll say I think the bigger names right now are all gimmicks. Uh, yeah, maybe. 
I th- you I got think Dan the dad who blew the fuck up. Did he blow up that much? I think it, I see a shit everywhere. Do you? I, I I don't see his name as much as I see Warhorse. I think I see Warhorse. Warhorse, Danhausen. I see Dan the dad everywhere. Um, there were those Walmart guys that just did stuff in Walmart man. and then they got on shows. I can't just... fuck with that, dude. Like, I understand like these guys get like a lot of views uh, on YouTube and on on social media because they 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 do these inc- like these ridiculous spots inside of a Walmart, right? Now, are these guys really trained? No. They weren't originally. So that kind of, I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just hating. Let's go fuck up a Costco tomorrow. Maybe I'm just hating, dude. I don't know. But I, I look at that. I see like them getting booked over like other wrestlers that have really put in the time and the effort and the, you know, trying to pay dues and all that kind of stuff. And then you see these cats, you know, do these <clears throat> super, stupid, silly spots inside of a Walmart. This is what I'm saying. Like, you know, whatever your thoughts are on the whole process, this to me is the David Arquette thing. Yeah. Right? It's the same I, thing with the... I saw these guys on YouTube. Oh, fuck. They got 5 million views. Like, I want to check out what they do. You know what I mean? It's just the... It's just the... Car, not even the car wreck. It's just the... It's, it's, the, uh, it's the superhuman thing. Not even that. It's just... It's, it's the exact same thing as superhuman. No, it's, 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 it's the... Um, you know, you know the reality ta- TV. You know what? what I'm talking about, right? No, the dumb shit that jumps off things and 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 he like. Oh, that drops, guy. The, like, the objects. Uh, what's he a fan of? What's the ICP guy? Yeah, yeah. Whoop yeah. whoop. <laughs> um, yeah, same thing. <laughs> but like, if he was booked on a show, I'd be like, I want to see that. Yeah, but <clears throat> as a wrestler, do I want to? Do does I want it cheapen the business very much? But the business has always been cheap. Uh, uh, I don't think that. I don't really? think that because you used to have to earn your way into the business way back there has always been celebrities doing shitty spots in wrestling and football players doing shitty spots in wrestling i disagree you don't have to disagree just when did that start when did celebrities getting into the business start wrestlemania one no no it's been there before that prove me wrong who else when i I don't adam look it up celebrities i mean andy kaufman was before andy kaufman boom okay but that was believable and it also like it was with one wrestler it was, no, it was, but it was, but it was, it was a mat. You can't discount it. It was huge. Completely unrelated. But have you ever seen that Netflix documentary that they made when they were making that movie with Jim Carrey? Yes. Uh, heard about it. Never seen. You it. should watch it. Jim Carrey like basically lost his mind on the set of this movie. Yeah, I like, heard where about he that. Basically, thought he was Andy. It's Coffin. very good though. I heard. Uh, yeah, Lawler wanted to like. Lawler <laughs> legitimately punched him in the face. Yeah. yeah. Lawler was like, "Yo, this was a work." Okay, so you got me there. You have one celebrity that, that was in, like, got the into the business. Yeah. Who else? All this shit started after WrestleMania 1. No. Yeah. No, Kauf- we just said it started with Kaufman. But I'm saying that was one incident, right? But I'm now, sure there was more really before. I don't know enough celebrities 1. from before that, but I know for a f- I've seen shit from way back. I don't know about that, dude. You had You're talking about guy- Hogan got his leg broken on his first day. And they were like, okay, cool. If you come back, we'll fucking train you. No, I understand that. I'm saying as a part of the business, there's always been a celebrity aspect to like, oh, come and w- come and watch this. Come, and- this is the draw. I don't think it was that common until like Andy Kaufman up. was like the first one. I mean, I'm looking right now. You can trust me or not. I don't. Trust Andy you. Kaufman that, was like the big celebrity think, back in the '70s. I think Vince. Yeah. Vince really is the one that that started getting because that's what Vince wanted. He wanted yes. he wanted to be looked at more as a mainstream product there rather than a southern wrestling stuff yeah. like that. He Mr. T was Mr. involved T. in WrestleMania one. Yeah. Cindy Lauper was involved in that's WrestleMania true. one. That's true. So that's just what I think. Well, I, in the, and, all right, and sorry, prove, and you proved me wrong with sorry. Andy Kaufman. In I'll, the last I'll give you that. Fifty years, 
there's been a lot of celebrity involvement, which is pretty fucking... I mean, the wrestling's been around 100 years. So yeah, and I get it. I get it. I, I 100% get it. And, you know, this is just kind of, you know, as, as, as much as it sounds like that, we're kind of shooting ourselves in the feet, right? We're, we're taking people that are YouTube stars, right, that elbow drop goddamn microwaves and saying, cool, get in the ring. You get a lot of views. But the guy has no idea how to really put a match together, right? Same thing with these Walmart cards. I don't know who these guys are, but... I, I've seen what they do. They they do one spot inside of a Walmart. Who knows if they know how to put it t- together a, a match? But I do feel bad if that if they take the the spot of people that have really tried to learn the art of professional wrestling and have really put in the miles and the work. That sucks. But if that's the type of booking that that company's going to put on, those people never had a shot for that spot anyway. It was never their spot. It was never a spot Maybe. that they could contend for. If the company is the type of company that's going to book. Those Walmart guys, or I don't know, insert. What was, the, what was the guy's name who used to just do videos where he'd jump on shit? That's like, what he was saying. Yeah, Superhuman. Superhuman. Super Those kind of people ruin wrestling. That's my opinion. Right, right. Because we enjoy. I, I, I saw that guy got booked on a show, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm out. I'm not interested. This, right, because, because it's we enjoy wrestling a certain way. I'm not going to tell anyone I don't how just, to. I don't mind wrestling. I just don't like people who are literally. I just dove on a bunch of. I could do the so same let me shit. Ask me you and Mike could go dive on fucking. Let me ask you this, right? Oh, motherfucker, I'm trained. I, I know me, I'm saying, well, but, you, but you and I could get. You and I, could, by that logic, you and I would get more noticed if we did videos where we just jumped on shit. Let me right? ask you this. Yeah. You don't like the kid, right? You don't, don't like him. I don't dislike the person. Let's I don't know say the person. he's, but who do you like? Guys, can we not talk over each other, please? Oh, who, who's you. the guy that you like? Who's an indie guy? I know who Adam likes. Adam likes Chris Hero. Let's say Chris Hero is facing Superhuman on an indie show. Wouldn't in watch a, it. Huh? In wouldn't, a death match. Wouldn't watch it. You wouldn't want to see him get fucking powerbombed nope. on top of tax through a table? Nope. Yeah, you would. Eh, you know. No, I would not. And by the way, I got to tell you what I would want. What if... Oh, it's getting heated. How long until the Walmart puts a kibosh on these guys? On these wrestling the name, shows, the Walmart boys. Yeah, because they've been putting up, you know, they've been causing ruckus inside of their stores, and now they're gonna try and make money off of like their name. But uh, is there is their logo just the Walmart smile? I have no idea what it is. I don't even know if they have a logo. Um, but you know, hey, it is what it is. Like I said, you might sound like I'm hating, but the thing is. When you look myself, I've been I've been training for seven years. You know, you try and do as much as you can. You try and do all the right things, and it sucks when you see people that just go in their backyard and and elbow drop goddamn microwaves, get a spot on a big a big card. Uh, it, but it is what it is, man. Like I said, I can I can argue this all it is all I want, but it is what it is. Here's the, my point: is this. Yeah, and we could go on forever on this. I don't like it. I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a supporter of it, but I get it. Yeah, I get that's, it. That's, okay, I get and it. I'll say you this. You can have both of those opinions. But, you, can, you can not like it, but also get it. I get it, but yeah. I don't like it. I, I'll say this, too. As, uh, at least Mr. T, Mr. T, when he was in WrestleMania 1, I feel like he took it seriously, man. Because right. if you watch, remember when Hogan choked out uh, that, that dude? Um, he choked him unconscious on his TV show. Uh, Richard Belzer. This is a real thing. Oh my! You guys haven't seen these. <clears throat> he so Richard Belzer had had a TV show. You guys might. Was that where he dropped the guy? Like honestly, I've seen. Yeah. That. So that, Richard that Belzer uh, had a TV show. I think he was. I believe he was a comedian. Yeah. And then he ended up getting like a Tonight Show kind of kind of gig. But he was also, if anybody is uh, 
you know not old enough to know that and you watch law and order s suv he's all he was also on that show I see who this guy is so this guy he uh hogan and and mr t go on there and they're promoting mm-hmm. wrestlemania one i think uh hogan i think hogan went out first he's got him in a front face lock yeah he got him in a guillotine, guillotine choke yeah and oh, he drops, and he and Hogan doesn't even protect him. The dude just drops to the ground. And by the way, he gets he locks his hold on, and the guy probably drops after three seconds. Oh, it doesn't take that long to get choked out, dude. Especially if you have a guy who's a gorilla, lo- cinching it in. Hold on, ready? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, uh, seven. He's done. So. Uh, I can't remember who went out first. It was either Tyson or uh, Mr. T or, or or Hogan, and Belzer's just shitting on the business, basically, right? Like, you know, just got an attitude, and I think Hogan's like trying to play it off, like, "Hey, man, it you know, it is what it is." He's trying to be cool. While yeah. Him so up. so Belzer is like, "Show me something. Put me in a you know, put me in a move or some shit like that," and just kind of like. Just being a dick. And Hogan at first is like, I don't want to, man. I'm sorry. I, that's not my thing. I, I can't do that. And Belzer's like, no, come on. Show me something, blah, blah, blah. And Hogan's just like, all right, I'll show you something. And he's got. He, this is back when he had to protect the business, right? Hogan chokes him out. Dude goes unconscious, rack, you know, racks the back of his head on the floor. They go to commercial. He pops up. He pops up because the blood goes back to his brain. And, he, and they, they cut right to commercial. They come back, and the producer of the show is talking to Mr. T and Hogan and being like, yeah, Richard got hurt, blah, blah, blah. And Mr. T is like protecting the business. Like he's like, you don't, you don't come at this man and, and, and challenge him to show you a move. And when he shows you it, you know, like that, that's the kind of stuff that happens. Like it's fantastic. I became a bigger Mr. T fan (laughs) from that. But also it's one of those things. I saw an interview with Belzer and of course he's like, Oh, I was a victim. I had, and it's like, fuck you, bro. I like watched it. He sued them, didn't he? He, 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 he sued them. Yeah. He so sued that's Hogan. my one criticism of watching this live while you're talking about it. That's my one criticism is Hogan didn't protect the guy. So he just lets him drop and fucking whack his head on the, on the hard-ass floor. Like, yeah. I get it. I get it. But I'm just saying, like, you're protecting the biz. You also got to protect your company. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to pull a stunt like that, like, all right, I'm, I'm going to let you go to the, not whack your fuck. This guy's got to be 100 pounds. Yeah. But fuck him. If you if you saw the whole interview, you'd be like, ah, cool. That's, I'll watch cool. it. Um, Adam. I wouldn't walk into an MMA gym and start talking shit, right? And then as soon as I get my I get head kicked to the face and knocked out, be like, oh my god, I, I thought we were gonna do a friendly sparring session. You know? Unless unless you were watching the movie with Jason Statham I told you about. What movie? When he does that, oh. doesn't he walk into like an MMA gym and like I thought you did. I've anyway. never seen that movie. Yeah, no. nobody's seen that movie except All right. for you. Um, I was going to say, Adam, we have questions, right? From yeah, we have a couple of them. Adam, so Adam's been doing this. So since we got our accounts back, uh, he's actually been putting up Q&A things on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Instagram and Twitter. At HogsmanPod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, ask the Hogs. And what do we, we have some this week, right? Yeah. Uh, we have one from the big guy 87 who asks, what was your ultimate goal when you got into wrestling? I'll go. I'll go first. Mine was WWE, and we talked about this a little bit last week. But like, I didn't. I never grew up with watching any indies. Uh, like ECW was like dirty to me when I saw it come on at like three in the morning. Like, what is this dog shit? Yeah. Uh, WCW wasn't around. Ring of Honor was 
East Coast TNA was barely surviving at the time when I, you know, started coming up into it. NWA was practically dead. Uh, didn't they wa- were part of TNA? They were. The NWA title was the TNA title. right. Um, didn't watch anything in Japan. Wa- actually watched more lucha shit, uh, CMLL and AAA than I watched anything in Japan at the time. So for me, the really the option there was one option. It was WWE. When I first came in, that was it. It was WWE or bus. And last week we talked about there's so many options nowadays with MLW and Ring of Honor and uh, Impact, fuck, AEW, WWE. I don't know if GCW... I don't know how those GCW guys get paid. Maybe they get paid really well. I don't know. I'm sure they do. They f- I don't know if they have, have contracts, but like, there's so many options for guys. Noah, New Japan, DDT, pick your poison. Yeah. Um, there's a lot that you can do now. But yeah, for me, it was WWE or bust. Uh, my initial goal when I got into professional wrestling was just to have one one pro wrestling match. I started late. I started when I was 31, uh, 30 years old. And uh, I just said, hey, man, I'd like to just have one professional wrestling match. And I did that. I, I debuted in a Rumble. And then the next month, I was in a tag match. Uh, from there, I was like, hey, this is cool. I feel like I can kind of do this. And, you know, you have goals. Obviously, I would love to work for a company under a contract and, and, and make a, a good you know, amount of money from wrestling. But uh, if you had to pick one right now, if you had to pick one, like it's like like I had to go like work for a company. If you had to go work, if you ha- well, if you had, if you got to, if you had to, if it was like, what do you think the best fit for you is? Like to to be most successful off the bat, to make the kind of money you need to make. If you had to pick one, well, I think I'd want to work for probably MLW, but I don't think the money is like life-changing money there right. so if i had to pick like a, a place where it's like life-changing money i think i think new japan might have like a better contract there uh, and you can still do whatever you want out here yeah with, with you, they're working with ring of honor right they're not i don't think so they stopped that yeah i think they stopped that um i think yeah them and aew might have a thing going on because moxley and i think like miro rusev are, are all gonna go over there but uh yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. Goals, I think, kind of change. And I think everybody, like Devin said, everybody's goal is WWE, right? You want Everybody wants to be The Rock. Everybody wants to be Stone Cold Steve Austin. Everybody wants to be the, the main guy. And I usually tell, I tell newer students, you got to make goals, but you got to make uh, attainable goals. And that those goals add up to maybe the WWE or New Japan, right? Let's say a kid brand new walks in the, the school and goes, I want to I want to wrestle for WWE. And you look at the kid and you go, eh, you know, you ain't really got the body, you ain't really got the genetics, you ain't got the athletic background. Uh, Why are you pinpointing that person? Well, you know. So maybe, <laughs> maybe you say, hey, man, my first goal is I want to just make it through training and right. get, a, get a professional wrestling match under my belt. And then I want to work in Southern California. And then I want to branch out to out the Southwest. The state, yeah. Then, you know, I want to, you know, go, you know, you have to have these goals that the, the end goal is maybe WWE, New Japan. But all these goals that you have attained on the, on the path – it has helped you make it to there because not every you know obviously it is it is very uh, possible for a lot of people that are have you know 
great genetics. They're 6'4", 250. They have an athletic background to go straight to the WWE. But a majority of people that walk into uh, pro wrestling schools probably aren't going to have that, right? So a a very big one for me was... uh, championship wrestling from hollywood like i always wanted to wrestle on tv like that you grew up watching wrestling on tv you know it was a treat to go see wrestling in person like i said i never grew up with independent wrestling i I had no idea about it until i started training for it i didn't know it existed so when people would say like oh you know this guy and this guy i'm like no clue who that guy is i've never heard of him in my life like he's the the, one of the biggest wrestlers in the world right now i'm like good for him i don't know who he is yeah (laughs) but um you know championship wrestling from hollywood was a big deal for me when i first started working there and that's what got me into japan not because they had connections or anything but it's like i had these well-produced tv matches Uh and well you know well-produced uh promos that i could show off to japan that they were like oh yeah this is great come on in um and to this day like i kind of feel like there's like a little uh you know people have home promotions i wouldn't call it you know a home promotion but like i feel at home when i'm there like i like the cameras i like yeah. i like how the ring is set up I, I i have that vibe and that feel to it um and i think that should be for anyone listening in southern california that should be their goal i think like yeah, and yeah it, like, it's, like, it's very attainable yeah and like obviously you know pwg that should be your goal pcw pwg that's where the workhorses go right that's where you get your that's like oh you're gonna get your internet fame from that Mm -hmm. like okay you're gonna get your kudos that's if you're a worker and you can work well that's where you want to be there's other things too the the championship wrestling from hollywood for me is one that i'm like dude it's a great place to learn how to work a television match it's you know good to be around production and cameras and, and you know receive instant feedback in the ring from a referee who's being fed information from the producer about when they have to cut to a commercial yeah right like okay guys and we're cutting to commercial in three two one cool all right rest hold right now i can slow it down even if you had shit planned like oh what am i going to do all the shit for in front of the crowd like we're going to a commercial i'm slapping on a rest hold you can change it up on the spot we've talked about this about working in the ring calling it on the fly right mm-hmm. we were going to do this this was leading to that but apparently we went long so let's hold on this while you're in the rest hold okay hey let's cut out that spot and let's go straight to this as soon as we come back from break and we're back from break go so there's certain things about that that I think are very valuable for anyone coming up. That should be a goal for anyone. And for me now, like primetime live, right? It's a pay-per-view. I've never done a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. That to me is my next goal. It's local. It's not, you know, on the East Coast or something, but that would that would be my next goal. Yeah. Um, and again, not necessarily attainable, but relatively attainable as compared to doing a WrestleMania pay-per-view or Bound for Glory pay-per-view or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, um, like I said... You have, you know, a lot of, if anybody comes in and says, I want to be a WWE wrestler, okay, cool, man, but you're going to have to build up a resume. You know, if you don't have them genetic and athletic uh, abilities, you're going to have to build up a resume. And you have to set these goals. Like, and Devin said, championship wrestling from uh, Hollywood. They have TV. It's very attainable. Arizona, too. If you're out in Arizona, Arizona's it's, got it's championship wrestling. It's very attainable. And having uh, the experience of, rest, of working uh, TV, because it's very different. Um, Working working a wrestling match on TV is a lot different than just an independent pro, uh, independent wrestling uh, promotion, you know, anywhere with no TV. And so. if you ha- if you haven't listened to some of our older episodes, go back and listen to earlier this year. We interviewed um, Yuma twice, yeah, and he was uh, you know stable at Camp Championship Wrestling from Hollywood and a producer there. Talent relations uh, helped out with story uh, storylines for a long time. 
if you want to hear more about wrestling for championship from wrestling uh, wrestling from Hollywood, go listen to some of those interviews. Yeah. So yeah, um, I, I've had goals. I, I've I've gotten to uh, hit a, a few of them. Um, I wanted to have one of my goals. Actually, this has happened right after or right before I, I wrestled Ricky Mandel for the first time at SoCal Pro. Uh, he was like, "Hey, man, just give you the heads up. I have a tryout like." next weekend or some shit like that with WWE and that blew my mind I was like what because I, I wasn't smart to the business really I, I was brand new I was only a few months in I'm like you have a you have a trout with the WWE like holy shit and then I started looking like why can't that why can't that fucking be me why can't I get a trout with the WWE you know so that was one of my goals I attained that goal um, and that's its own story uh, how that went but we talked about that we haven't talked about it on the podcast we haven't no we can. We've talked about your, maybe not the whole thing, but we've talked about you being there. No. I talk yes. About, talk about me being there. Yes. I just said it right now that we, I was there. No, we've talked about the, the whole thing. Of, we talked about the talent that was there with you. When oh, you yeah. Were, we've talked about like. But I don't think we've talked about your experience. No, my experience. Yeah. Which is a whole fucking bag of worms. Um, he met the boogeyman. That's where we were. But, uh, but uh, the um, you know I have goals. I'd like to go work for the Crash right now. Like that's a new goal that oh, I that's had. That's a good one. Uh, I'd like to go up to Hood Slam and work there. Um, but that's yeah. the way to do it, right? If you come in there and your ultimate goal is just I'm going to go to WWE and it doesn't happen right away, that could make you discouraged and make you not want to be. It's better to set like I want to do this first, then this, and then eventually. Well, well now there. again, where we are, where the business is, I think it's much easier to do that now versus ten years ago. Yeah, because there's so many more options. Well, it's also I think if you look at WWE right now, who are the people that thrive the most? People that have experience working all over the place. Right. They spent ten years, twelve years on the independents. They they worked in Japan. They worked in Mexico. They worked all across the U.S. They learned different styles, all that kind of stuff. It's a resume builder, and those people thrive. They thrive in the WWE because any garbage that is handed to them, they'll make something out of it, right? Even if it's, if it's horrible, they'll still figure it out. It's almost like it's almost like being a police officer, right? You'd be a shitty police officer if you came out of right came right out of high school and became a police officer. You'd be a really horrible police officer for the first few years because you have no real life experience, right? But if you were let's say 26, 27, you have uh, you you've traveled around, been around the of, block. You've met people from different uh, parts, uh, you know, from different backgrounds. You've worked jobs that had uh, similarities to 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 law enforcement, but you were actually given less uh, ability to handle those problems. But you were able to figure it out. You'd be a better law enforcement officer because you have uh, uh, experience, you know. So if you you know that's one thing I think if if you want to be in the WWE go wrestle everywhere else prior to the WWE and then that way you're, and you're then secured. Do like a lot of people have and turn them down and build your career exactly. somewhere else first for the next 3 years then come back and make more money. Exactly. That's, that's what we're talking about. That's that, like I, I I said that with Cross, I don't know, last week or 2 weeks ago. A lot of guys, yeah. It's a genius move, man. Uh is there anything else? Yeah, we have a couple more. Uh all right, we got a few questions. Yeah, I so, told you. I uh, was tearing it up, man. Twisted1983, which is... Is that Matt Twisted? Matt Twisted. Hey, Matt Twisted. He listens to the podcast. Uh, during the Monday Night Wars, did you guys have a dream match you wanted to see, as in someone from WCW wrestling someone from WWF? 
DX and NWO was my. I, I needed that. Like when when DX invaded WCW with the tanks and shit, and like I was so because I was going back and forth on the channels. I'm like, oh, they got to show this right, mm-hmm. and they're showing it on WWE. Was it E or F at the time? I don't know. But they would go back, and I'm watching WCW. They're not even acknowledging. I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? Like this is huge. This is a big deal. Remember when uh, was it Bischoff would give a, give a that was funny. give away what the the ending was for WWF? Yep. Uh, I'd be lying if I said I had a dream match. No, I didn't. I just took what was given to me. Sting. I, I wanted Crow, Sting, and Undertaker. That's the I, popular answer. Yeah, I wanted. Um, I was so. Not, I was. I just took what was given to me. Like it's so crazy. Like that. I thought I was like a big wrestling fan, and then I, like when I finally got in the business and I start talking to people, I'm like. I'm not. A, I don't believe I'm a fan at all. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't know shit. Well, I agree with you. There wasn't like when I was watching. I don't think there was really like a ma- like I didn't care. Like everyone wanted to see Austin and Goldberg. I was like, I don't care. I did because that. Austin was the ultimate anti-hero and Goldberg was the ultimate babyface hero. Yeah, I so mean, I, now I want- that I look back at in the day, like I go, oh yeah, that'd be cool, man, if these two people locked up in those times. But uh, you know, it is what it is. So for me, it, if I had to pick one thing, it would well, Sting and Undertaker. But the other one would have been, I would have loved to have seen DX versus NWO in like a War Games match or some shit like that. That would have been fucking awesome. What else? Uh, last one. I'm not really sure if you guys will have an answer for this, but this is from SoCal underscore Gabe. What's up, what Gabe? up, Gabe? He asks. Thanks for supporting the show. Yeah. And, uh, big supporter of the pro show. Pro Wrestling Tease account. He has a shirt of ours. Uh, not sure if anybody on the podcast are gamers, but if so, if you had the opportunity to be on the roster of any wrestling video game, which game would you have wanted to be a part of? Oh yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't really get into the video games that much. Now, what was the, what was that early uh, original Nintendo pro wrestling game with the Starman? Oh, I don't. I think that was. You talking about No Mercy or uh, no? He, no. Re- it wasn't Wrestle- even a. Re- I don't think WrestleMania even- two thousand. No, uh, that's what your that's your answer. But I think what he's talking about wasn't even a brand. I think it was just literally a Nintendo wrestling game. Yeah, it no, was sick. Were, oh, because Nintendo sixty four had. I thought it was like yeah. a THQ guy. Which yeah, I but thought he's he, talking about literal, literally Nintendo. I think is it what he's was talking about. Called which I know what he's talking about. Starman. Yeah. There, it, was, it was like it was not a it was not that it was, it was literally just like Nintendo All Star Wrestling or something like. that. I think it was just called Pro Wrestling. That's right. I played the fuck out of that game. Um, I, w- I was really into the old... Man, I think they did like two or three versions of it. But I think it was Super Nintendo. Um, what's that? That's the game. You don't... You're, 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 you're probably too far. Oh, that game was trash. It's literally fuck just you. called Pro Wrestling. Yeah, it's That's called just Pro the Wrestling. Name of the game. And it was on the N- Nintendo Entertainment System. This game was the shit. I played the fuck out of this game. So to answer your question... That's the game I would have. Wait, what was it? My Camden versus Starman. Starman. <laughs> Listen to this lineup. Listen to this fucking lineup, man. Um, it was sick, dude. I, I loved this game. You had Starman. He'd chew your face. Oh, no, uh, the, the Swamp Thing guy. He would chew your face. There was one dude who would, uh, he, he, uh, he would kick you in the back of the head. And I can't remember who it was. But uh, it might have been Fighter Hayabusa. Hayabusa, he uh, he would just he would insecure you to the back of the head. That was sick. Okay, so fighter here here's the here's the the fighters. You had fighter Hayabusa, Starman, Kin Corn Karn, Giant Panther, the Amazon, King Slender, Great Puma. What? 
What an what? all-star lineup. Give me that game all day. That was my favorite pro wrestling game. I never I never got into the WWE games. I just I just not even the WCW ones? No, nah, it wasn't my fun. thing, man. It just I never really got like I was into Mortal Kombat and Street yeah. Fighter and original Nintendo, like when I was real young with those games. Tiger Heli, what? Um Zelda, <clears throat> what? But um I never really got too deep into the games later in life. When I was like in my early twenties, like when I lived with a uh, a bunch of uh, my friends in a house, we'd play Halo every night. Yeah. Uh, we played Halo and we'd play Tiger Woods Golf. But I never really got too into like video games too, except for Mario Kart. I'll fuck you up in Mario Kart. <laughs> I'm a Koopa. Uh, I'm fucking Koopa Troopa. I'll fuck you up in, in Mario Kart. That's my shit. Remember that game? Uh, that movie, The Wizard. Yes. What when they released the what? the the uh, the, the uh, uh, what was the glove the the power glove? <laughs> Total piece of shit. By the way, I don't know if you guys ever had the power glove. Why are you shitting on uh, it? Didn't Mike work. Hopkins? Why are you shitting on Hopkins that way? Oh, I told him that thing's garbage. But he was. Too, <laughs> I think he's too young to even like know like how to play with that thing. It was straight up garbage. That thing never worked. So I'm trying to uh, I was trying to answer the question here, but yes, the the power glove was shit. My friend had I had like a friend whose parents were like lawyers or something i don't uh-huh. remember and he had a power glove and i was just like did you just get, get the fuck out of here with things that. suck let me tell you about do you remember the power pad too the power pad you used it for track and field oh i had that remember that game track and field i had that i got it at a, um, a yard sale yeah and so what you would do this track and field game the power pad you would lay it down and then there'd be uh six blue circles and uh six red circles and you would have to literally run and jump and run and jump and do all this stuff so your character would run and jump the it hurdle. It was the original Wii. And then when you were losing, you drop down to your knees and you start slapping that motherfucker with your, 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 your hands because, you know, your hands could go faster than your feet. And then you would you would win the race, and then the person you were racing get pissed off at you because you cheated. <laughs> but fuck them. But you'd be sweating. You and your friends would be sweating like crazy. God, give me a, give me original Nintendo all day, kid. Excite bike, what? So I'm struggling here because I'm trying to read what the Excite bike was. The shit. It was the shit. I love uh, Contra. Stuff. A little game called Contra. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. A, B, select, start. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, Mike Tyson's Punch Out. So Clash so- Joe, fuck him up. <laughs> fuck him up. So. There, so this is my problem because I don't remember which game it was because they all came out relatively at the same time and they they look very similar. Um, WWF Royal Rumble was one of them, 1993. That was Super NES. Looked very similar to I think it was King of the Ring, uh, and then they had Wrestle Fest. All these looked exactly the same, but I think it was all Super NES. I like the character designs and I like the players that were like the guys that you could choose in the game were like peak early 90s late 80s wrestling so any of the star anyone that's on a Mount Rushmore or anything like that is in the game yeah I, I played a couple of them but I never got too into it so I couldn't even tell you what games they were there was one um, it was called WWF Wrestlemania the arcade game I probably this, played that so that's the, the game I figured you'd pick so this one is wild and I wonder if it has the roster the roster was limited there was like I don't know. Maybe. I just remember Doink was on it because yeah. Doink, Doink did some weird shit. Doink was on it, but there's like ten guys. But basically, you do your match, but your guys would be like 
Mortal Kombat characters too. Mm-hmm. So I think the Undertaker, you'd press a combo and you'd throw some punches and shit, and then all of a sudden he would pull a tombstone out of midair and crack you over the head with a tombstone. And then uh, so this was like like almost Mortal Kombat style. Fighting. You're in the ring. You're in the ring. Um, but during the match, they would do these weird things, uh, like uh. Lex Luger. What did he have? Well, he had the forearm, dog. I know, but I think he had like a metal arm at some point. So, but just, but just, you look, they look normal. He but, threw a goddamn motorcycle at you. <laughs> they look normal, but all of a sudden... Right? Isn't that how he hurt his, his arm? Motorcycle accident or something like that? Uh, I yeah, I think so. You know, I, I, I totally believe that shit, that he had a metal plate in his arm. Oh, I did and, too. and that would fuck people up. Wait, he doesn't? There was a lot of things. So, well, he did. He legit has like, one. He legit has one. But, you know, and I'm sure if he, if he cracked you in the goddamn head with a forearm, like, it would, it would fuck you up. But that's sick, dude. That's sick. Anyways. Yeah, no, I I bought into that hook, line, and sinker. I never got too into the wrestling games. You know what I did? Tony Hawk. And they just re-released that. That was that. after the wrestling. I mean, that was after, like, the peak of, I, I don't know, maybe don't SmackDown. Know. They were probably around the same time. I played the fuck out of Tony Hawk Pro Skater. That game, The first one. I think they come out with a bunch of them. Just a thousand. Yeah. They I mean, they just, just like you said, they just re-released one and two. They remastered the first one, it and stuff. The first one was amazing. You ain't never seen. Oh, that, like that soundtrack is my favorite soundtrack of all time, dude. I learned who Goldfinger was because of that game. They didn't change it. Here in my bedroom. I saw those guys in concert. I did too. Yeah, again. I saw them. They opened up for Three Eleven. Oh yeah. And uh, the first thing the, the the lead singer of Goldfinger uh, does is tells everybody to rush the stage. What? Like, literally, they walk out on stage, and they're like, rush the fucking stage. Because he's like, there's more of you than there is security. So, of course, kids just... <clears throat> and whoever, like, the promoter of the show or whatever tried coming out on stage, and the lead singer's like, fuck you, get off my stage, I got a half hour, fuck you. And I was like, all right, this guy's fucking all over. Was that a gimmick, though? I don't know, but it was awesome. Do you think they would have gimmicked that up? Maybe. I mean, I'm sure they don't want people rushing. Yo, look, we're just the openers. That's dangerous <laughs> if you think of it. Like, ru- like telling kids to rush the, the stage because, like, security can get hurt. Like, you know, if they're trying. So I don't think you would probably pl- pr- pr- plan that out. Right. But yeah, man, Goldfinger. Here in my bedroom. Da 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 da. Welcome to Hogsman Karaoke. <laughs> what else was on there? There's, there's some good songs on Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Uh, yeah, they're amazing. Can you look, can you read off the list, Adam? Read off the list, and we'll we'll put over some of our uh, sponsors. Uh, Ten Barrel Pub Beer, cheap fun beer. What's up? What's up? They have some good beers. I had some of their beers tonight. Thank you, Mike. They Mike, do, man. They El, do. They have some great beers. El Garaje de El They, they legit like they, they uh, Ten Barrel wins a bunch of awards. It's so funny because they're located in like several. Pl- I thought they were a San Diego beer company, and then they so they're them. based out of Bend, Oregon. Right. right. That's like where their their main headquarters are. But they have breweries in Portland. Boise, Idaho. Uh, I think they have one out in Arizona, maybe? Maybe. And then uh, they have one in San Diego. So they do brew beers out of San Diego. You know, like they'll brew like... Well, there's there. one around the corner, right? Yeah, there's one right down the street. Yeah. Basically like downtown. I, w- I would never want to put words in their mouth, but we say this every time at the end of the podcast and fuck Andy Brown. They would, yeah. I'm not going to put words in their mouth. I wouldn't suggest that they would say I know I would say that. But you think like they should make a beer called Fuck Andy, Fuck Brown. Andy Brown? Fuck Andy Brown Ale. That'd be sick, dude. That'd be <laughs> sick. Fuck Andy Brown IPA. Nah, make it a sour. A sa- oh, that. Ugh. No, they make actually really good sours. Oh, really? Okay. Oh my god, I've never had sours before, and I tried them. They have a cucumber one that's amazing. They have a 
guava. That's Maybe they would amazing. do a, a fuck Andy Brown um, non-alcoholic uh, beer. That'd be sweet. <laughs> That'd be sweet. They're like, yeah, we got a new thing. Ben ain't gonna get you drunk. Yeah, just fuck Andy Brown. They're like, fuck oh, Brown. yeah, because they go to drink the beer. They're like, oh, fuck Andy Brown. This sucks. Exactly, man. <laughs> That'd be yeah. If they just made like a really shitty beer. Yeah, just, just Andy yeah. Brown. That's what I'm feeling. That. We look at we look at how are we looking on the soundtrack. Did you bring it I up? Found uh, it's the list of one and two. What's just give me one. Don't you can't one. find yeah. one. So you you can't get, find one. It's they they listed as one and two. All right, what do we got? Maybe they did it for both. Uh, Mike didn't trust you. He pulled out his phone for a second. Was about look to if you want, but uh, we have "Bring the Noise" by Anthrax. And yeah, Public Enemy. yeah. All right, all right. Turn it up. That's, Bring the noise. I love that uh, song. Police Truck by the Dead Kennedys. Mm-hmm. I never got into the Kennedys. Superman, Goldfinger. Oh, yeah. That's the one right yeah, there. Goldfinger. Jerry was a race car driver. Yeah, he was. That's, Primus. Uh, sure he was. That's Primus. Primus, sorry. Jerry was a race car driver. New Girl, The Suicide Machines. I don't know. I can't remember what that yeah. is. Here and Now, The Ernie's. No, nah, I don't know. I can't That's probably that. on the number two. If You're, you played these, I'd probably remember. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. You'd sing it. Euro Barge, The Vandals. Nah, I never go. Really Blood Brothers, Papa Roach. All right, I remember that song. Cut my God. life into pieces, dude. That was that far. Papa Roach was that far back. Yeah, yeah dude. Papa Roach has been around for a very long time. Oh yeah. my God. Uh, Gorilla Radio, Rage Against the Machine. There you go. Pin the tail on the donkey, Naughty by Nature. All right. You, Bad Religion. You know what, Naughty by Nature. Do you remember OPP? Yeah, you know me. Do you know what it stands for? <laughs> what? Other people's is it other people's pussy. Other people's like penis, like I think that's like what it's. Adam for. just said, "Nope, I'm out of this." I don't know. But anyways, you down with OPP? Yeah, you know me. Yeah, that was a big like when I was a kid. So that must have come out when I was like third, fourth grade. You would ask people, and "Are we, you down?" Well, with we OPP? we loved the song, you know, "Naughty by Nature" was a shit, and but like that was like it was a question, like what the fuck does OPP mean? And like at that age, you shouldn't know what it means, right? I, is that really what it means? I'm pretty sure that's... Look it up, Adam. I'll look it up because I right, already got over there. But, I, man, I'm telling you, OPP is the shit. That's a great song. Uh, we have When Worlds Collide by Power Man 5000. That's a song I think of a lot with Tony Hawk. That's, you, uh, you know that's Rob Zombie's brother, the lead singer for is Power Man really? 5000? Yeah. Wow. Uh, no Cigar. Other People's Pussies. By Millie See, Collins. told you, dog. That's a good, I, I like No Cigar. Uh, Cyclone Dub Pistols. All right. You want me to stop? No, I just don't know that one. Okay. I'm just looking up the meaning of OPP. Uh, May, May 16th by Lagwagon. That's the one. I never got into Lagwagon. My friends were all into them, but I never got into punk, dude. I I love I love shitty punk. Not like not like original shitty punk, but like where it started getting poppy and like Blink-182 and stuff like that. Like Yeah, I never got into that shit. I mean, I, I like a couple Blink-182 songs, but not like the uh, when they finally broke big. I like like uh, what is it? Cheshire Cat that album. Like they have like a few songs on there. Yeah, it was Cheshire Cat and Dude Ranch, and then after yeah. that they became famous when they got rid of their drummer. But I never really got too too that into them. That sucks. To I remember, be that guy. Did like, you guys know who uh, Newfound Glory was? Yeah, of course. So I saw them a couple times in concert. Not that I was like a huge fan of them, but my friends would like they would have a free ticket. You know, I'd be like, all right, cool, I'll go with you. And they have a couple like they have a few songs. I I, I fuck with them. And but when I worked at uh, Typhoon Saloon, we had uh, Steel Panther playing there every week on Wednesday nights. Uh, so Wednesday nights was the '80s nights, and we would have a lot of celebrities come in. You know, we had like the lead singer Godsmack would come in, 
Um, Godsmack was a good band. I like them. Yeah, I saw them in concert. Um, uh, Mike Piazza would come in. Oh, dude, Piazza was my shit. Uh, 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 David Wells would come in. They would come in together. Piazza right. and Wells. Cool fucking dudes, man. Piazza, Piazza would come in, and this is when they were playing for the Padres. Piazza would go on stage, play drums. Oh, nice. Yeah, he, he fucking knows how to play drums. He'd play drums with the, with the band, and then he would go up and sing sometimes, too. Wells, total opposite. Wells would be just hanging out by the bar, getting fucked up, ah. but nice as can be. He's hanging on the back with his gout. Just walk up to him and start talking to him. He'd be cool. He was cool as shit. Yeah. And, uh, but anyways, so the, the lead singer of Newfound Glory came in like once or twice. <clears throat> and one time, the, they were like, the band was like, hey, come down here and sing with us. You know, you're a fucking singer. Like, come sing with us. And they, like, the guy didn't. So they started talking shit to him. He never came back again. That's hilarious. It's <laughs> fucking hilarious. There was, uh, yeah, so the first day Piazza came to the Padres, I think he hit like a walk off home run or some shit like that. His first day in a Padres uniform, or hit a, hit a home run. I don't know if it was a walk off, but hit a home run. Was my favorite catcher of all time. He was a beast. Um, and so, like, it was huge. And I was walking out, out of the stadium drunk, and uh, with my buddy, we we're heading back to the car. He was in some nice sports car and pulls up next to us. And uh, he's like, you guys have a good time tonight? And I'm like, look over. And I'm like, who the fuck is this clown? I look over. I'm like, oh, shit. Yes, I had a good time. Yes, sir. I had a great time. Great home run. That's what I like to hear. I'm like, oh, that was killer. That was probably like the last time the Padres went to the playoffs. Dude, Piazza. So he started with the Dodgers, right? And then went to the Mets? Yeah, he was a killer. Went to the the Marlins for like a week and then went to the Mets. And And then came to the Pods? Padres, I think. Man, he was bad ass back in the day, though. Piazza. Him on the Dodgers was like a force to be reckoned with. He had like the the mullet going on. He was sick, man. He was cool. Every time he came in, man, nice as can be, too. Like, real cool dude. I wonder what happened to that guy. Ah, he retired, man. And I know, but like, but I was—I thought it was crazy. I'm like, dude, we have two future Hall of Famers in here right now. You know, we have Wells and Piazza, dude. They were—they were cool dudes, man. At one time, Wells showed up with a bunch of fucking dumb shit kids, not kids, but like you know, like people that were obviously kind of like probably friends of his, but they were all fucked up. And I, I was like, I can't let you guys in, man. I'm sorry. And like Wells is looking at me, just like it's cool, man. And like all of the kid, like all of his friends were like trying to like act up and i'm just like whatever dude and like but wells was cool as shit he was just like yeah it's cool man i'm out here dude you know who else i met lorenzo neal oh he was he was legit the scariest human being i've ever seen in my life in person lorenzo neal is probably maybe only like 5'11 his traps are as wide as my shoulders he is huge huge man get on the gas nice guy though i've been telling you for a while get on the gas nice guy Nice guy, I like him a lot. Loneal. He's on my. He's a. Uh, he's a good dude. Uh, we did the ten barrel. We fucked Andy Brown. Well, not like not. I mean, we yeah, yeah, said the it. fuck Andy we Brown. We didn't actually fuck Andy Brown. Uh, we put over all the things we need to put over. Uh, no did sh- you? No shows coming up this weekend. We put over OPP. You know me. Um, what else? Anything interesting? Ah, let's, uh, is there anything else going on in this, this wrestling world? I mean, I'm like, it sucks, dude. Like, I'm injured, so I'm just like, oh, cool. I have nothing to really talk about. I'm not training right now. I'm not, well, I mean, I'm training. Like, I can still do, like, upper body stuff, but I'm not in ring training. Right. So that sucks. Go watch uh, Primetime Live. Uh, hopefully we'll see Jordan Cruz back on there again in the near future. Yeah, sure. Go follow him on Twitter. I don't know what it is. Go follow him. I don't him. know either. Yeah. 
whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Let's wrap this up because we're starting to, to lose steam right here. I mean, I was down with the Tony Hawk talk, but I think we're, we got past that. Yeah, I think I think I'm gonna download it again, the like 20 year anniversary or whatever, and and then we can talk about it next week. I know. I, I, was, actually, I was actually thinking that when I saw they re released it, I'm like, you know what? I wouldn't mind playing some fucking Tony Hawk again. I wouldn't mind just for the music. Oh, you know what? Real quick, I want to bring this. Did you guys see the the announcement for Spring Break? Joey Janelle's Spring Break. Mm-mm. Yo, man. You know, there's obviously different opinions like uh, about Joey Joey Janela, like you know the traditionalist versus like the modern wrestler. Yo, that kid knows how to fucking uh, market himself. You guys haven't seen it yet? No, I'm looking it up. So they released that uh, Joey's going to be wrestling Ricky Morton at uh, Joey, but the the video, like the little promo package, is fucking awesome, man. That kid is on point. Like it is quality. Like the, the the video quality, like them, it, it it is it's so good, and that kid knows what he's fucking doing, man. When it comes to marketing himself, when is spring break? I don't know. It's fucking probably what April, right? No, I, just, I think March? it's like I think it's like a month from now. Yeah, like right. It's not, oh, they, they're it's not, not doing. It's not spring, not doing but real. they didn't do it last year, so he's doing uh, it now. Oh yeah, and they're they're releasing names for uh, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport too. Yeah. So, so where are they doing these? I don't know. It's in Florida, I think. Probably Florida. You can do anything in Florida. Fuck point. yeah! You want to own a tiger? Go to Florida. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm trying to find. I don't see a hashtag for it yet, so I don't know if. They're... It's on YouTube, man. I saw he released it last night. I think it was like on his Twitter or something like that. It's a. If any of you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's fantastic, man. It is awesome. Nice. All right, man. Should we call this? Should we start to uh, wrap this up? Let's wrap it up. All right, man. Thank you for listening to this episode. Go ahead and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and there's a whole bunch of other things you can listen to us on. Uh, Dev, what should they do after they've listened to well, our podcast? Well, they're going to have to like. They're going to have to subscribe. Probably leave a review for us. Now, I'm very, you know, I, I, I care about what people think about me. This yeah. is, you know, one of my biggest faults. Yeah. And if you don't leave a review, I won't know what you think about me. And if it's not positive, then I'll then I'll think you're lying. Yeah. So I don't want to think you're a liar. Just leave a positive review. It helps people find the show uh, when they're searching for Hogsman podcast. Hopefully, there's not another Hogsman. <laughs> I doubt it. I there. doubt it. And also, uh, go follow us on Instagram at Hogsman Pod, Twitter at Hogsman Pod. Um, Ten Barrel Brewing, Cheap One Beer, Pub Beer. What's up? And fuck Andy Brown. And oh, th- before we before we do our sign off, you were talking about, um, uh, you were talking about how Blink One Eight Two never made it big until they got rid of their drummer, I right? Never and said then I was, that, but okay. huh? I never said that. But or okay. you said that. They they did their their two albums, that is correct? And they didn't make it big until they kicked kicked out their drummer. I was like, man, how bad does that suck for Big Duke once we kick his ass out and bring someone in and we go fucking worldwide? I know. Anyways. Anyway. Duke, we're still thinking about you, bro. <laughs> Wait, next week, uh, Big Duke shirts? Uh, oh, we might have an alternate schedule next week. Jesus fucking Christ. I forgot Christ. about that. Yeah. Jesus Might have an alternate schedule. Christ. Figure it out. Oh, we might God. have to record later this week. Or maybe... Devin's just not on next next week's episode. We'll Fuck, maybe I got kicked out and you guys went big without me. Maybe. That's true. Maybe Jordan Cruz is going to sit in. God damn it, don't. And, and we're going to get fucking... I'm going to interview Jordan. Millions of listens. He's my friend. All right. All right. Uh, hey, Dev, if they want the tip, what do they got to take? They got to take the whole hog. Adios. Adios.